Welcome everyone to another uh, trip to Nintendo Land, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're coming down to the wire here for 2020. Uh, I'm joined, as always, the uh, non-doom scrolling hero of time. Uh, he's looking forward to an age of calamity, but uh, it's—I <laughs> don't know where I'm going with this. It's Alex O'Neill. <laughs> I love it. I don't, I don't know where you're going either, but I'm very into it. Uh, my scatterbrained. So yes, I'm not. I'm just, yeah. So I'm not even going to attempt to give uh, our other our other guest here, Quinn Hoffman. Well, howdy. Uh, is also here, and uh, we're we're here to talk Nintendo stuff. Uh, it's our titular Nintendo show here at Irrational Passions. Uh, we're we're like I said, we're getting down to it. The we got a couple little news. Uh, it's kind of you know it's the end of the year, so they don't. They're we we know the video games are coming from Nintendo, so they're not really like the last partner showcase. They yeah. said it themselves. Yes, that's correct. That's what we're going to be talking about here. News uh, for Nintendo. Uh, they put out their last partner showcase of the year. Uh, just a couple couple days. Uh, it was like last week. It's only a few days ago uh, from recording this, and uh, actually it had a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think we'll get, uh, I think the first, the first thing, I think the big thing everyone was kind of waiting for was they finally showed an update for bravely default Two, And they were just like, Hey, uh, it's coming next year. Yeah. So, by the way, yeah. which, which this like slipped, it happened. It slipped, yeah. uh, with the weird, with the weird year it's been, and they've been pretty quiet about it for a lot of the year. I'm sorry to the, de- the believers out there. Uh, who was hoping it would be December? Cough, uh, cough. Scott White. Yeah, Scott White. <laughs> uh, I was I was looking forward to to it too. I I like that first Braley Default game quite a bit. Uh, the second one was kind of weak. Uh, and this one so far, like looks, or well, I should say, does not look visually that great. Personally speaking, mm-hmm. but I think like from a gameplay perspective, it looks more like that uh, gameplay style of Braley Default. Um, and another thing I really liked about Braley Default was the music. So I'm hoping we get some really, really stellar music uh, from that game. But I kind of hope they do, personally speaking, just I kind of hope they do another visual pass on uh, what we saw. Because like a lot of the character models and stuff, I think just like did not really look that good to me. And it kind of looked, it kind of looked like a mobile game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I, I will say it very much reminded me of world of final fantasy like that kind of mm-hmm. style like that quote-unquote chibi style i don't know is that what it's called is that the TV? yeah that's, yeah, that's um, good. yeah it had that vibe i like i i'm not a big jrpg guy i've gone on record of saying this i saw this like the look of this and i was like oh boy i genuinely don't like how this game looks right but yeah call me call me an unpopular opinion here but i'm kind of into it i would say i i like i like it from obviously like when when we get all those close-ups and stuff it 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 looks weird uh a little bit but like you know i kind of i get the style they're going for for me it feels like a really faithful very very uh traditional kind of adaptation of like a final fantasy 6 like sprite to Mm -hmm. 3d Obviously, like we we we've got that that art the the art for Final Fantasy VI and the four and five and and all those yeah. games that 
that I think of when it actually is in 3D and I, I would want it to look like that, but like taking the kind of look at the sprites and, and adapting them this way. I, I like it. I like it from that. I like it in the same way I liked Final Fantasy IV on the, the DS, mm-hmm. um, which also a lot of people don't like how that game looks, and I, I'm into it for for the reasons I said before. So Yeah. yeah. Um, as someone who's never played Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, it kind of looks like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Yeah, the the recent like the original Crystal Chronicles is a little grungier, but yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I think I think I kind of see what you're saying, but I think like I don't think okay, it, it, it doesn't work for some people. I yeah, just, it works. I'm happy I, to say it works for me. Yeah, I just I just think more like that was in the specific standpoint to me is I think like those models just felt a little weird in HT because they looked like I, I don't I, I didn't mind them in on the 3ds, but I feel yeah. like they kind of like high definition to them and kind of made tried to you know make them look like like they should on an hd console and i think it just mm-hmm. doesn't work as well there but i but i would say like that when they show the shots of like the more traditional like bravely default kind of motif of like they're these these char- 3d characters are kind of running on these sort of like 2d hand-drawn like landscapes and like cities and towns and those yeah, look, that stuff looks great yeah like that looked really nice like and that's that was like always the thing I really liked about Bravely Default 2 of are the both of those games on 3DS is they really even though it was on a 3DS and it was a small screen, they really made they really did a good job of like having a sense of scale to their their yeah. like cities and stuff because they were like all hand drawn and you would like be like running on a bridge and it would zoom out and you'd see this huge tall castle and like it was all like really cool. So I'm I I'd be really into seeing some of that stuff in HD still. Yeah, totally. Even if the the models uh, don't look so great, um, so and I think I think most of the games gonna look like that too. Yeah, totally. Um, other than that, I think I think you know we're we're not gonna for this one we're not necessarily gonna kind of hit every single game they showed here. Mm-hmm. I kind of just picked out the talking points. You know, if you really want to see that, see the uh, <clears throat> every game they announced. You, that there's articles out there and YouTube. You can go watch the video on on their YouTube. Yeah. So I kind of just. It's the only thing I like. I think it's, and I don't know if it's in your talking points here, but it's worth talking about. Is like the the cloud stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's here. <laughs> yeah, I had I have that. Uh, the cloud the announced two cloud streaming versions of uh, games for an essential and they sh- our one shadow drop that's control, control the video game, our mm-hmm, yes. passions twenty nineteen game of the year. Yes, uh, very good. Uh, Shout that's, out. That's a, there's now a cloud streaming version of that game on Switch that's pretty cool um it's kind of it's kind of cool to see nintendo like dabbling with this stuff they did a little bit in japan and now they're kind of finally bringing it to the west yeah um yeah resident evil 7 was one of the first ones that did this in japan and then i think assassin's creed origins was another one yeah and also uh fantasy star online 2 is also yeah that's right that's right uh did a cloud version for switch in japan it's only in japan did either of you uh check this out I, I did I have not, unfortunately. I did. I currently don't have the funds. And plus you can try it on free. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. You can download it and, and mm-hmm. just try and see how the, the streaming works for free. Um interesting. I tried the uh the there's like two modes. There's a performance mode that runs at sixty frames per second, and then mm-hmm. there's a uh, a visual mode, uh graphics mode that uh, apparently has ray tracing, uh but oh. also apparently does not out. run very well. Yeah. Um Mm-hmm. so any anything's possible streaming uh so yeah. uh 
I've, I've played the performance mode a little bit. It works. It works. It works pretty well. I would say it's cool. like not quite as good as what I experienced when I tried out XCloud a while back, but uh, it was close. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is a f- totally fine way to play that game. Yeah, it's uh, probably better than playing on a current yeah, the, gen console. The, the pausing yeah. stuff is still a little bit there, but you know, it's a it's a smooth sixty FPS. So, yeah, uh, my question say, for yeah, you, that's, Alex, that's better than playing it on a PS4 and an oh, Xbox oh. One right now. Yeah, yes. in some ways. <clears throat> Yeah. My question is, how fucking long does it take to load up the photo mode on the streaming service? Because it is god awful. I, on... I didn't try it, you know. Okay. Funny thing, it wasn't at the top of my list. <laughs> gotcha. But uh, you can you can um, download it and try for free. It tells you like, hey, like you get to try. I think it's like an hour that you can try for free oh, to okay. see if it works. Yeah, just to test it. to test out your like oh like connection more or less, with it, mm-hmm. which is smart. That's that's like a smart way to do it. Um, yeah. The other the other one I announced is Hitman 3 is also getting a streaming version that's coming out early next year when the game launches because that game isn't out yet. Um, They're like, hey, we got to get this game to sell. Let's just put it on everything. Find a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, put yeah it on everything. Why not? Uh, when I, oh, as the Hitman guy, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw this and I was like, I legit had to do a double take. I'm like, hold the hold up. They're putting Hitman 3 on the yeah. Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is before they showed the cloud thing. Yeah, yeah like, when you first see it. I Ooh. saw that and I was like, yo, this game is going to run like absolute dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not right. lying. Like it, it struggles with Hitman 2 on a PS4 Pro sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, this game's not going to run on a Switch. And then they were like, oh yeah, it's a cloud version. I'm like, okay, cool. It can be- run. Yeah. But I think it's going to be cool. I think Hitman a, is a great like on the go game because if they include the option, like how it is in Hitman 2 to add a timer, you can just like kind of pause and play like, oh, I'll do 15 minutes in this one, do a quick assassination or whatever, or like plan your route or whatever and do 15 minutes, give or take, and like pause it, put it back, come back to it, think about the scenario and go from there. I think it could be cool. Then again, Hitman 3 is going to be interesting. Yeah, this is like to me, just seeing these two things back to back is like, OK, clearly Nintendo's. Yeah. seeing if this this format is going to work for them in the states and if people are going to engage with it and you know when i checked out the control thing like that you have to queue up uh because you know they're using like a streaming third-party server service um i forget what it's called but it, it is not like xcloud or, or gaikai or anything that we're familiar with it's, it's mm-hmm. like some independent thing uh and, and if there are too many people trying to start up at that same time you have to like load into a queue and it'll let people in gradually just so it doesn't overload um so when i tried to go into the performance mode i went in right away but when i tried to go into the other one it was a queue of like 1100 people so um yeah it's i'm curious if it's gonna blow up but this is definitely like until there is a hardware revision for for switch like this is how they could get games like assassin's creed valhalla or a lot of other third-party titles running on their platform and people playing them on their platform so it's smart yeah um Here's a cynical take. This is what they should have done with Witcher 3 on the Switch. Yeah, I think uh, that was also like part of them. They wanted to make that run on Switch. Like, mm-hmm. but certainly that would that would it would look better. But then keep in mind you kind of sacrifice the mobility of it being on yeah. Switch. Uh, when it's a cloud version, you have to have a, a Wi-Fi connection. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, de- I definitely I definitely think that's gonna be a uh over the over the uh switch the next twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, sw- switch uh, kind of landscape. I think that is something that might come more to the forefront. Because, like, I mean, like every 
you know, Xbox, like you said, Xbox is X cloud, like, you know, Stadia exists, but you know, it's obviously a non thing. And then Amazon is coming with theirs some like relatively soon, I think. Yeah. But people can try that. Like some people can test that right now. And then Mm -hmm. obviously PlayStation now also. So literally kind of everyone's doing it. I don't know if that, that means Nintendo should too, but right. Yeah, they're at least giving it a try so yeah and i think i think that gives them if it works out i think that gives them a longer life cycle on yeah. the switch specifically from a hardware standpoint because like they can obviously keep putting out nintendo first party games and mm-hmm. like people like me who's way into nintendo first party games will still buy those but i think like larger audiences who are looking kind of for like the bigger and best versions of games are going to start moving to these next gen consoles over the, as, as like next year progresses. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I think like at the end of the day, this, like the, the switch is totally fine. Right. Like you know, you're, mm-hmm. we're still seeing them, them getting crazy numbers. And I think there is still like, they still have their corner, but I still think over the course of next year we'll start seeing people being more and more like uh my i like my switch but i'm I'm just kind of playing it with like you know this 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 these couple one-off indie cool indie games or like you know oh there's a there's probably you know a new mario of course like holy crap breath of the wild 2 so exciting yeah. like i think like people will come back for those but like i think you might start hearing less and less of the switch potentially and i don't know if they want that uh, just yeah. yet, you know, you know, I think they want, I think they want to have, I think, I think they should keep going for the switch for as long as they can. And if this is like an avenue for them to be like, well, yeah, let's get streaming on here so we can get these beer games that are also already on other streaming services. So they have these streaming versions of these games. Like, why don't we just, you know, get it working? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think they've, they've got enough stuff going on that they'll be all right. But yeah, I, I hope this is them just future-proofing themselves in a way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think um, two things. This kind of eliminates the I, like the notion that was flying around of a, like a more powerful switch, because if they're switch, if they're going to be switching like their bigger AAA games to be more on streaming services, that kind of eliminates that notion all entirely. I don't think it does at all. I don't um, think they're still absolutely going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like, person, like personally, I think that that'd be the move because. They can control. Anyway, that's a that's a lot of conversation, and I'm almost done with this beer. Um, <laughs> the second thing is, as much as I like streaming games, it's also kind of like limited in some capacities to certain people with good internet. Yeah, and that's kind of like as much as like cool Project X Cloud looks cool. PlayStation Now is like totally fine, um, and then you have like this with Nintendo, I'm like, cool, it's only certain people who can have access to that. And I like, me being me, I'm like, I wish this was more accessible to people. Yeah. But and at I, the and end of the day, it is what it is and, because and I, that's how internet companies work. Yeah, totally. And I, and I, and I would say, like, from a standpoint of, like, I, th- I think they're going to like look more into streaming if that if like some of these early tests that they have with these Switch games like Control and Hitman 3 and maybe like a couple other games. Like I think if if they do these and they and they're successful on Switch, like I I think they will look into it more. But I also like like you said, I think having you know a better a Switch Pro or whatever you want to whatever it's going to end up being mm-hmm. named, I think still ends up being a more approachable thing for like 
I would say pe- people like us, right. Of like mm-hmm. keeping the, the more hardcore base who wants like the best versions of, of these games. Uh, and, and also having the, the utility of the switch of it, of being able to take it on the go. If they can like yeah. still deliver a switch pro and have it be a, a much like a, maybe a slightly bigger version of a switch. So it's like, you know, maybe, you know, it's not, it's, not as not as portable, but still totally portable, mm-hmm. right? Uh, um, how the Switch is now, and then the games look and run better, even in, even in portable mode. Like I, th- I think there would be a lot of people who would be way into that. Um, yeah, yeah. And and also it running way better on like because because I, I I could see a scenario, you know, because I I also look at it from like you know look how much like Sony and Microsoft got out of the extra years out of the flash mm-hmm. generation with those next step consoles. Like, I don't think everybody was into that idea, but I think enough people were into being like, Oh wow, here's a PS4 pro. And like, look how much better these games are. Like if they could do that again with the switch and be like, boom, here's your switch pro. And all, of course, all the games that were already on switch work on it. Um, your library is still all there and all the games just look and run better. But here's, yeah. here's a bunch of new games now with this you know, better technology in the switches like being developed on, I think like a lot of people that would excite a lot of people, including myself. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we'll, uh, we'll probably, we'll probably do obviously one more Nintendo land episode later this, or probably mm-hmm. once age of Calamity comes out. And I think that'll also, uh, be another good, like what's, what's 2021 kind of store for the switch, uh, conversation. Uh, so now yeah, we'll, we'll get back to the, uh, the other headlines I pulled here from the uh, partner showcase. This one's more for me and that they shadow dropped no more heroes uh, one and no more heroes Two: desperate struggle uh, on the switch. Uh, and then they've said, of course, you know, they already uh, Suda was already on Twitter, like a few weeks ago saying like, Hey, no more, year, no more heroes three is going to be next year. Uh, but they showed like, you know, like a trailer from that and some gameplay. And that still looks really good. I, I was actually kind of, impressed how like kind of sharp it looked <laughs> yeah uh, uh but yeah they they put um no more heroes one and two on switch i have uh downloaded them they're on my switch i've I just haven't had time to play them yet but i've ha- I've heard a lot of good things like they are really good ports is what i'm hearing like mm-hmm. people are saying they they're like you know 60 fps and they are out there you know they run really nice um uh and there's a lot of good stuff in there so i'm excited to uh get to them when i have the chance uh I know, yeah, I know. This was, this was a win for anime. Don't don't worry about it. Win for anime. Uh, Shadow dropped. Uh, I, I don't know if have you. I, I know Quinn. You you, you were talk, we were talking earlier and slacking here. Are the biggest fan of these games, which is okay. But Alex, did you did you play these at all? Or I played uh, I played a little bit of the first one mm-hmm. way way back when in my GameFly era in the Word. GameFly era of Alex O'Neill's life. Um and uh yeah I I don't know I I it didn't necessarily appeal to me uh, I was very not into motion controls at the time also that's fair um uh, I don't I think, think anyone's into motion controls in 2020 either yeah yeah that's fair um uh, I I'd be curious uh to check out No More Heroes two just because like I didn't really like the open world parts of uh the first game yeah and I know that the, mm-hmm. the second one doesn't really have those so. No um uh, but yeah I, it's always been one i guess i'm like i'm more of a shadows of the damned kind of suit of 51 versus a, a no more heroes kind of suit of 51 
but I respect it. Yeah, I liked I liked that uh, the first note, but I liked both those games quite a bit when they came out. Even as somebody who was not like a big Wii motion control person back then, I would yeah. say they were they were. I would say the first Doma Heroes especially was probably like if I were to put it like a, a top list together of Wii games, that would be pretty high up there for me personally. Um, I just like the style and presentation of it a lot. I think the the thing the thing that always worries worried me about those games was just a it's uh, the first one's like an eighteen year old game, so I think just like maybe the tone of some of that stuff maybe does not hold up. Yeah, as well. But I think that's also just like like you said, it's an anime thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think there there will be some stuff I maybe go like, oh, that's a little cringy nowadays, but. I think there's, yeah, there's th- definitely like some some creep creepo factor to to Travis yeah. Touchdown. He looks he's a very much a voyeur, I think, in in a lot of ways. So yeah, um, I, th- yeah. I think maybe that stuff. But like, also he he's like a very in your face action hero kind of uh, yeah, like monologuing constantly. And I think that stuff's fun. Yeah, like he's he's like he he's kind of creepy, but also he's like a a, a, do, a big like like himbo doofus like type yes. energy as well so like it kind of he kind of like balances himself out in some regards i personally think so i, I i'm just gonna interject real quick all i know about suda 51 is that he was the kind of the guy who was in let it die he's yeah he was he was uh, the curator of let it die that's all i know about this man mm-hmm. yeah he he like grasshopper has done like a lot of stuff but like he comes from i believe he comes from clover and capcom and yeah I think like originally like that that kind of a generation of folks and and then he started Grasshopper and it's been made stuff like Let It Die and and No More Heroes Shadows of the Dam Lollipop Chainsaw like stuff you've probably heard of. Wait, he's the Lollipop Chainsaw guy? I believe so. Yeah, right. Uh, that sounds right. I can double check that. Yeah, yeah like Lollipop Chainsaw. Uh, I think Let It Die was the most recent thing. He was part of Killer. I think he did the Killer games as well. Killer Seven. Killer Seven. Yeah, he did. The, he was the somebody on that. I don't think he was the yeah. director. Sorry for scaring us off course, but that's all uh, I know about this man. No, that's fine. Uh, that's because uh, I, I just want to talk about how ridiculous the name Travis Touchdown is for a second. Yeah, <laughs> like it's <laughs> for like it's it's, it's pretty like it, it's pretty funny to me. It's yeah. one of my favorite like ridiculous it's a, names. It's video. It's a video game video game name. Yeah, like, yeah. it's. Totally, and he, he like plays it like there's there, like it, it is that's kind of like the the whole theme of No More Heroes. It's just like it is really it's in your face and over the top and like kind of doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I, I'm like and it's and it's but it's like an, an endearing and like a very fun way. Um, uh, I like the game quite a bit, uh, and, I, and I'm definitely gonna play these at some point uh, once we are yeah. uh, not inundated by video games of all kinds. Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, which and here's which. Uh, speaking of that, there's another uh, video game that is upcoming, which is, is kind of like the last little, like I think like bigger bigger news I pulled from the uh, partner showcase, and that was that there's a Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity uh, demo that was shadow dropped, and now it is on the Switch. So if you're curious about that, uh, Hyrule like the Breath of the Wild prequel. You can mm-hmm. go on your Switch right now and play it. We're we're gonna talk about it once we get into the games we're uh, talking about for sure. But that was that was pretty exciting, and I think it kind of leaked a little bit like beforehand. So yeah, I think day of it leaked. 
Yeah, there was a, a a news post that went on the little Switch news board that had mm. like try the demo today for Age of Calamity. It's it was a like, oh. I saw that like ten minutes before the direct went live. I'm like, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, this is probably a thing. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's like I took a couple hours and like the save carries over, so that's pretty cool. Um, but we'll we'll get into it in the uh, in the games we've been playing. Talk. Uh, yeah. So, and then um, the one other thing I pulled. Uh, which like feels like it happened eons ago, but it is it, yeah. it did happen, and that is Minecraft Steve is in Super Smash Brothers. He's the seventh DLC character for Smash. That's right. He's, oh, in, yeah. he's in. Uh, everyone, well, you every, Minecraft kids rejoice. Uh, yeah, Minecraft kids rejoice. Uh, everyone, the it crashed Twitter for like a solid like fifteen mm-hmm. twenty minutes. It when was that, great when that trailer came down. And <laughs> everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone was free and unchained and. It came back and everyone then every everything got sad again um so that, so that was fun if uh we we did a stream of it uh mm-hmm. not too soon after that i don't i honestly don't think i archived it because we were just because like we're like if you can't tell from our tone even now we're all like all of us are personally just like okay eh. yeah i yeah, think like the, the least surprising like but also like okay yeah this makes sense like i don't have mm-hmm. to care about this one yeah <laughs> like, it's like it's like a, in a weird way it's like yeah it's like a character like i personally don't have like I like I have not played a lot of Minecraft, so I just don't have a lot of connection there. But like, but like when you, but, but like you know, when people are like, "What the hell? How could be in Smash? Is he's not worthy of being Smash?" And then it's just like, bro, this mm-hmm. is literally like the literally the the biggest video game there's ever been ever. Like it is the, the highest like selling like it is like one of the biggest video game franchises that exists now. Like literally, like, yeah. yeah, literally. So it's like of, of course they had to put it in in some shape or form. Um, and, and like the character itself is like an interesting character. Like you, he yeah, can straight up like, mine and build blocks and do all kinds he's of like stuff. Very well done. You know, like at the end of the day, uh, he, she, like all the different iterations is for skins and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, at the end of the day, it's one of those, like much like Terry, although I was like more into Terry cause I like the idea of fighting games, um, mm-hmm. versus like survival crafting games. But, Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way, it's like oh, yeah, they put a lot of work into this. They like you know edited, adjusted every single level in the game to make this guy work. Uh, like a lot of obviously, so much care went into this, even if it yes. was begrudgingly. If you ask Sakurai, so, like it, it's cool. At the end of the day, it's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's cool. And you know, as always, I'm. It's always exciting to get new Smash characters and return to Smash Ultimate because I think it's fantastic game still um i think you know and i'm looking for there's still we still have four more characters which is crazy to think about think about like yeah. we're, we still have four more characters over the course of next year mike uh, what you mean to say is we have four more waluigi's if only if, yeah. if only we can, we can hope uh we get we crazy get i think we have four more characters even, so. i know we have just four four left um and of course they showed that hot banjo kazooie amiibo uh can't wait to get my hands on that um but that's that's kind of all the news i pulled from the partner showcase like they they showed some other games Mm -hmm. like nothing nothing like i can't really think of the top of my head that was really like mind-blowing they no nothing used the there's a cute little ufo game yeah part-time ufo they showed like a um what was it like another story of seasons which is like the heart and like basically now the, the current harvest moon uh, iteration of video games like that. They showed a new trailer for one of those, and 
like you know some other some other stuff nothing again nothing too wild or crazy it's the end of the year like that we know their games like <laughs> it's weird to say because like i don't think any of us are big fans but i think like maybe people who are a big fan of pinkman uh that that came out the pinkman 3 deluxe came out like a couple days ago on yeah. switch um i did i didn't pick it up i don't i'm not like i like i played pinkman 3 on wii u and it was fun but like they are not like they are not the nintendo games for a, me they're just i like, used okay. to be a big uh big fan of them I, i'd probably i'd like to play pikmin 3 at some point and i did not i was not into it when it came out on wii u so maybe i'll i'll try it on switch i've like inadvertently bought almost every wii u port on switch so <laughs> like i never played tokyo mirage sessions but you goddamn right i bought it word yeah, as I said, that's that's one I've been bought. I've bought a couple of uh, the Wii, Wii the Wii ports. I got Pokémon Day One Baby. Um, oh yeah, of course. And then I got I'm just I got Donkey Kong Country Tropical Fe- Freeze. Did, Excuse yeah. me as well. I'm just waiting for them to put out Wind Waker on the Switch. Uh, yeah, I won't. Until, I won't. Then I won't give a fuck. I won't give a fuck. I just I will stop praying. Nintendo gods. You can That's all I want. Candles every night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I'm already I, like 30, like 30 Jesus candles deep at this point. It'll, it'll like, clearly happen. Like they, they're, they're checking every box, you know, they're working their way down yeah, the line. This, gonna... this, this, so we're, we're heading into the 35th uh, anniversary year of Zelda next Zelda, year. Yeah. So can't wait for them to drop Zelda one, you know, the hit game that everyone yeah, wants. They're going to put, they're going to put Zelda 35 out for three months. And then, <laughs> yeah, I'd play that. Everyone run for through the first months. Yeah, everyone running through the first screen of Zelda and trying not to murder each other or something like that. Who knows? Um, that might actually be fun, honestly. Honestly, I see, I see the other thing of happening and it being because um, Metroid is also a 35th anniversary next year. Um, yeah. And that I could see them doing like a Metroid 35, like taking the OG Metroid. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Everyone jumps in and, and you can go grab items from each other and like, you know, do other stuff. I could see that happening, but probably not not zelda 35 though mm-hmm. uh, but, I, but i think we will probably that seems like a pretty strong contender for next year is some zelda yeah uh hd ports for sure yeah i can definitely see them doing like an ocarina of time majora's mask for the switch i mean yeah i'd be way into that for sure just like hd those 3ds mm-hmm. uh, ports more or less and then put them out with some you know, updated stuff or, or put, um, wind Waker. Minish cap on switch. Yeah. <laughs> put, uh, yeah. put a uh, wind waker and uh twilight princess in a pack and put them on switch or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I approve. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if that happens. Um, that's kind of all the news I pulled again. Like it wasn't, you know, a big, a big news. We're kind of at the end of the year. So everyone's, you know, hunkering down, mm-hmm. getting, holidays are coming and of course a lot of other things are coming <laughs> uh it's, it's gonna be an interesting time for the end of the year for sure um so do you want to just let's just jump right into games we're playing you feeling yeah. that yeah feeling video oh, yeah. games uh um, video wagos as they say video wagos um i think i think the bigger one <laughs> we, since we all played it was age of calamity so i think we yeah. can we can maybe jump through some of these other games we played first Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I've been playing some cool indie games on there on some the Nintendo on the Nintendo Switch. Well, I've been playing one, uh, and another one I'm actually playing on PC, but it is also on Switch. Uh, it's pretty cool. 
Actually, actually, I'll start with that one. That one's called I Am Dead. Uh, it's from, I was provided a code for it from Annapurna uh, through through random means, more or less. <laughs> so I, I've requested a little while ago when it was released so I could do release content, but then, you know, all the, all the things are in flux with uh, all the yeah, stuff the going on. Everything happened at once. Yeah, and so I got the code a little later than that, which is, which, you know, it's fine. So we kind of, I've been... I've had it on my on my PC and I've been trying to play it uh, but just like you know working on other stuff working on some reviews for the things prepping for uh, some stuff coming and also just life stuff uh, so but I finally played some this past weekend you know I, I played like maybe like close to like 90 minutes or so and it's uh, it's it's really it's it's uh, cute and charming and very kind of interesting it's in like pretty much interesting take on like, a, I would say like a point and click adventure game. Um, basically you are this, this guy named Morris and he was a uh, museum curator on this Island. Um, and the game kind of opens up and you're kind of like first person perspective, first person perspective, like watching, walking down the coast. It has like a really like um, cool minimalist, like art style. Like it kind of looks like painted, um, kind of cell shaped, but it's like painted, but also kind of cell shaded at the same time. It has a cool look. Um, and he's kind of monologuing of just being like, ah, oh, I'm reminiscing about like, you know, all the people on the Island and the time I've had, I miss like, I'm like, he's talking about his dog. I miss my dog. Um, and he's just like, and then he's just kind of, you know, looking at, looking out at a distance of this like lighthouse as he's walking down the coast and like talking about it. And then he comes up to this bench and he goes like, oh, that's that's a bench that's memorialized to me because, uh, you know, uh, I'm the curator and everyone's like really enjoys me. Uh, that memorial's there because I am dead. <laughs> and then, then, oh, it's, nice. then, it's just, then it just then it just cuts to uh, the um, like, you know, like, you know, title logo uh, reveal. And then it, then it jumps in and you're kind of basically <clears throat> play his character. He's he's dead and you are kind of, you know through the through the astral plane going to different parts of the island and kind of uh also kind of leading other kind of people you're meeting who are also dead kind of into the afterlife so to speak you're kind of like you know the, the main one i did was going to that lighthouse and you're kind of like uh you know again in kind of a point and click adventure style name like kind of going to different rooms and like uh inter- like looking at like stuff on the walls and like there are people in the room um, and you can kind of like, you know, hover over them with that, with a, with a cursor and it'll kind of like give you a little detail. Like this is this person's name. And this is what they're doing. Or here's a picture of like when this character and this person was kind of like out doing stuff. Um, and then um, you're, you're basically uh, <clears throat> kind of tasked with the, um, in this lighthouse, you're tasked with basically helping this one guy who was the owner. Cause it's also a lighthouse slash yoga, uh, facility so there's like a bunch of people like doing yoga and like Mm -hmm. different parts of the lighthouse and stuff it's kind of it's a little bizarre um but you're but you're basically kind of tasked with like kind of bringing his memories back so his so his kind of spirit can kind of reform and so he can kind of you know pass on more or less um so you're basically like Mm -hmm. yeah so you're kind of jumping you're kind of jumping around uh, to these different rooms and you'll see kind of people who are like nodding off and kind of have little like kind of like sleep bubbles over their head and you can you can basically like select them and lock on to them and then you'll kind of like go into this sequence where you're like using the triggers i was playing a controller to basically like kind of like reform this memory 
And then when you reform the memory, it kind of gives you like a dialogue of like, oh, yeah, he was, you know, oh, yeah, the, you know, Chuck, I forget the specific, I think that was his name or the dude you're basically helping like regain his memory in here. He was, he was a really cool guy, but kind of quiet. And, you know, he was, he just was all about, you know, helping us out and bringing us here to the, to the lighthouse to do yoga and stuff. And then, you know, you're kind of basically like, as you get memories, you're learning more and more about him. And then you start learning like, oh yeah, he, he apparently was like a part of like, you know, the United States army. And he was, he was given a medal for like this, this, this kind of battle he was in and kind of, you kind of learn why he essentially came to the lighthouse and, you know, it was, it was a little kind of like, Oh wow. That was kind of, you know, a little bit more going on there. More in depth uh, than you thought it would be. Yeah. And so like that was kind of the, the story in that lighthouse was kind of learning his kind of backstory. And then you eventually put all the memories, memories again and meet him and him and Morris have a conversation. Um, and then you kind of move on. Uh, and that's then, cool. you know, it's, it seems like that's kind of the loop of the game. Cause I basically did that. And I moved to like this, like a uh, little garden kind of area. And now I'm like gaining, gathering memories of this lady who helped like build this, like the art kind of slash monument kind of area. Um, and that's where I left off. I kind of started doing that. It was like, okay, I kind of see where this game is going. This is pretty interesting. Um, and I really like the look of it. Um, you can kind of interact with a lot of stuff in the game. And I, and I really like that aspect. Cause like, I would say it's kind of, that's where like the point and click adventure game kind of stuff comes in where you can like literally select and click on everything. And then it'll like zoom in on the object and then you can use the triggers to like, kind of like go inside of inside and out of objects and stuff. And it has like that weird kind of like effect where like, I'm trying to think of like the best real world effect of that. Of like basically, you know how they're like in, in schools, there's like those weird like models where it's like half a person and you can yeah, see like the bones and the organs. Yeah. The cross sections. You can essentially like do that with objects in the game of like when you zoom in, it kind of like morphs and like the it reveals like, the layers of the objects. Yeah. And like you can do yeah. that with a bunch of stuff. So you can like pick up like a, like a briefcase and like zoom in in the briefcase and you'll see, you'll start to see like papers and other things. And like, I found like a toilet and I went into like the top of the toilet and there was just like a little shrimp hanging out in there. I don't know why, but he was there. He was there just hanging out and like, you know, it's, that's cool though. Uh, fun fact. It was um, Pepe from uh, Muppets. Yeah, that's exactly who it was. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I, I'll probably check out, maybe check out a little bit more, but it is on switch. That's why I was talking about it here as well. Um, and it was, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how, what it was, how much it was for, uh, again, I got a code from some PR people from Annapurna. So thank you for the code. Uh, it's pretty fun. And it's, uh, yeah, I think people, cool. yeah, I think people who are, who are kind of just into a more like chill kind of point and click style adventure game, not looking for something that's like, you know, combat heavy or a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that maybe is just looking for like a personal stories or like kind of like maybe even like a storybook type thing for kids, even though like it is a little, more serious and dealing with some like, you know, more adult topics. I think like you could, you could still have a kid, you know, played and have a lot, have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Just the visuals. It seems very yeah. charming. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot of Twitter screenshots of it and it looks genuinely delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Colors are great. Colors are great. Color. Very nice. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so another, another indie I was playing on, uh, uh, this one I was playing on switch and actually came out on the same day the partner showcase dropped. So I was kind of surprised that like this didn't come up anywhere, but it's ocean horn two. 
Uh, it has it has a subtitle, but I forget what that is. Um, but th- this is Knights basically of the Lost Realm or something. Yeah, yeah. So, it's something like that. Um, if you're not familiar with Oceanhorn, the first one, it is basically like very. It started as a mobile game on on uh, on phones, and it is basically just like, hey, we really liked Link to the Past style Zelda games, so we just kind of made one of those, and it's like you know, it's top down perspective 3D Zelda game. Uh, they eventually put it out on other consoles. Like I think even First Ocean Horn is on Switch at this point. I think so. Yeah. And it's on like PC and stuff. Uh, this Ocean Horn Two specifically was a Apple Arcade exclusive mm-hmm. uh, game when it first came out. So I never played it there. It was a mobile game again, uh, but they put it on Switch, and so I, I was like, oh, I saw that, and I was like, oh yeah, I like that First Ocean Horn, and so I wanted to check this out. Uh, and this is basically like how that one was kind of harping on. Uh, the first one was kind of harping on Link to the Past style Zelda games. This one is straight up like a 3D Zelda game. Like yeah. it is, you know, I am Z tar. I'm doing some Z targeting. I am uh, putting up my shield to block stuff. I I got some bombs. I'm throwing bombs at stuff and blowing up walls. And would you would you compare it to a good 3D Zelda game? I l- <laughs> all right. So close. It's it's close. It definitely feels a little uh, clunky, I would say. Um, sure. But I think that's has. I mean, I think just that's the reality of like they they made it probably with mobile first in mind, so they had to do some limitations because I think like the because mm-hmm. I think some of the like combat stuff is not not the greatest because like it feels just like you know with Zelda you can kind of I feel like with Zelda like it is kind of mashy but you but it's a little bit more active of like you can you know, you have a little bit more control over when you can dodge out of attacks or feel like, you know, the, the, the enemies feel like you, you can kind of fight around them where like, even in this early stage, like I feel like I, some of like the attacks and like some of the enemies feel like the, you know, I'm just fighting this little, like weird little crab monster. And it's like, you know, almost doing more damage than I do at the start. It was just like some of the, some of the combat stuff I think felt a little off to me, but I think other than that, like, you know, from a, you know, I went into like a dungeon equivalent and it was, you know, they had some cool puzzles, you know, there's like, you know, interesting puzzles where you're like, you're, you're like lighting stuff. You're like grabbing like a wooden barrel and taking it to a fire and like lighting on fire and then like taking it over to like another thing, like a piece of like, you know, you want like a wooden kind of like, like a big piece of wood in the way of like a walkway or something. You can take the flaming bear all over to it or chuck it at it and it'll light that on fire and you can break through and stuff um so there's there's some cool little fun puzzle stuff like that um i I didn't get super deep into it either i will say the um the thing i just kind of started seeing when i um to the point i got into i want to say i'm like maybe two or three hours in is like uh there is kind of like a party you have of characters like it's not just like you you're not just like running around by your own um Cause basically That's like, cool. yeah. Cause you kind of have like, uh, I kind of did a, a dungeon where it kind of is like tutorializing that stuff. Right. Cause I have like me, I have the character you have, and then there's, you have like a little robot kind of buddy. Um, and you can kind of direct him like, cause basically you have, you know, your basic attacks, but like, obviously like, you know, you can, you have like a little kind of like gun you can pull up and you can aim it around and like you get different types of ammunition to shoot around. And w- when you aim your gun and you have a partner, you can kind of direct them to go like, Hey, go stand over there. Or like, Hey, there's like a button over there. I'll direct you to like stand on this button and go stand on the button. 
to like pull like you know it's that'll activate a thing so i can go do something else uh to, like kind of solve a puzzle um so like i kind of did that dungeon and then like that was pretty cool and then once i did that um i kind of had this like sequence where i was like escaping a town i was in which felt kind of like the tutorial area and then i kind of got dropped into like a way more open kind of space um and then I, at that point i had met another lady so now i have like a party of three where it's like me uh this lady i met who, who has like a sword and like the robot guy that i'm with so now we're just like That's all hanging cool. out like running around and like you know this the story stuff is kind of there I've, I've honestly kind of like not been playing super close attention to the story <laughs> stuff just because it's like hey it's kind of pretty generic stuff of like hey mm-hmm. you know you're the you're the son of uh, this king it turns out and uh i'm i i've i brought you to this isle. i brought you to this island town to like kind of hide away so no one knows who you really are kind of story and then of course you're meeting <laughs> you're kind of meeting these other characters and they and they're kind of just like hey whatever you know like they don't they're like it's just kind of it it felt a little like kind of basic and in that True. regard but i would say like it has cool ideas as i think is what i'd ultimately say is like it has cool ideas for like, you know, having this, you have a part of characters while you're like kind of playing this sort of Zelda, very Zelda inspired 3d game. So I I know a lot of people like that first one. Yeah. I I enjoyed that first one quite a bit. So I'm curious to see like if it expands more in interesting ways. Like I think that's the kind of where I'm at with it. of just like, I kind of like the ideas here, but I'm hoping there's like, you know, maybe I get better weapons like a better sword or like maybe I get like more like a, like different tools to use that become more interesting than what I have right now. Um, I'm, so I'm curious to see that. Yeah. The gun is cool. I, I looked at a video while you were talking about it. Uh, so I'd have some context. The gun is cool. Yeah. Cause I, I just, I like th- that was the one th- uh, thing I, f- I found pretty funny about the, uh, the gun and, and the story basically. Cause you kind of do this dungeon and this old guy you're with is was basically like, oh, I was training you to get ready to become a knight. And now you are a knight. And I, I, I'm proud of you to becoming a knight. Oh, by the way, I'm going to give you a gun. Because <laughs> you're, you're a knight and now you get a gun. And knights have guns. Yeah. Hey, man. man, let me tell you about how the Knights of the Round Table actually had guns. They all had guns. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, right? Um, yeah. I just, I, I found to that be fair, if you play the order, the order eighteen eighty six, I believe that is they they are knights. Yeah, and they, um, <laughs> they guns. wait, are, are we doing like a seven degrees of separation between Ocean Horn two and fucking? <laughs> yep. Yeah, and Ocean Order eighteen eighty six. Jesus Christ, where's Novishin? Novishin. <laughs> he was here the whole time. He's here the whole time. Um, but yeah, that seems cool. I think I think it's just yeah. I, I'll try and uh, play some more of it, but again. Uh, I saw like a broken record, but it's we're bracing for next gen and video. A lot games. of video games yeah. are about to come out, so everyone I'm, I'm, understands. I'm, everyone knows. Yeah, so yeah. it's like I'm, I'm digging these games, and I'm not trying to get like super invested into something necessarily, mm-hmm. and because uh, we have work, we all have work to do soon. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the, um, I think I have another big one, which is a Crown Tundra DLC. But maybe uh, if you guys want to get into some of the games you're playing, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Quinn, yeah, Quinn, yeah, yeah, I know you have. Um, so I'm just gonna shout out to Iconfell because yeah. that's the best game of the year, like hands down. I'm not having also any debates about it. It's also on Switch. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I've I played on my Xbox because it was on Game Pass. I figured I'd just pick it up, whatever. 
And I'm just going to say, this game made me cry. It's very good. It's about coping and like dealing with decisions. But like, what actually is Eichenfeld? Just so like I have an actual frame of reference of what kind of it's, video game it is. It's very much like uh, like a Mario RPG. Okay, that's what I'm gonna say. Um, like, do you have a party? Is it? Yeah, there's a party based RPG, and like it's there is a the combat is the meat of the game more or less, and it's like it's like a, it's a tile base, so it's like four by like twelve, I think. Um, so that's kind of like your realm, but if you don't like the combat, you can just turn on an instant victory thing and you don't have to do the combat at all, which oh. is nice. <laughs> so you can just, you can just enjoy the story. Check out the story. Okay. Um, and I think like for me, like some, like I finished it last night, like I had, I had a beer, I was doing the final boss. I'm like, you know what? I'm not having this final boss. I think it's a cool design. I'm just going to turn on this instant victory thing and just like, Cruise right through because I want to see the end of this game and not have a bad time with this boss. And guess what? It was great. Did you did nice. you like the combat otherwise? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Okay. I think it's it's really fun. Um, there's just two minor things. Is um, there are traps? So like enemies Ooh. can place invisible traps. Like you'll oh. see where it goes, but you have, like, you have to remember where it is. I'm like, yeah, that's not really something I like. That's <laughs> not not for me. Memory, no. not my thing. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of tiles, and I'm like, mm, there's like 50 tiles here. I'm not gonna remember where that was. And the other thing is, some boss fights have ads, which just get a little hairy sometimes because of how the 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 turn system works. It's very much like a. It's weird. I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's like an ATB. I think that's the technical term. Um, yeah, so like you go, then it's like then it's like some bot, some people go. And it's back to you. I don't know what that's called. Um, it but turn, turn based. <laughs> yeah, turn. I mean, it's not like I think of turn based as of like you go, the enemy goes. You know what I mean? Sure, but but like uh, in older RPGs, it's based on like an initiative stat, right? Like so that's why it, sometimes it's it's you, your ally, uh, then an so enemy. That's what the speed stats for. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that is what speed in old RPGs is for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that just makes sense now after I beat the game. Yeah. Um, but no, it's got it's got cool accessibility settings. Like there's for the big one for me is there's a content warning thing you can turn on before you start the game. So if like there's some scenes with like regarding blood and like self hate, self destruction, it'll tell you before the scene starts and like, hey, this scene's gonna have this. If you don't want to see this because it may be like hurting or triggering for some people, you can just skip it, holding down a certain button, so you can just That's avoid cool. those scenes. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, but no, I've genuinely had a good time with it. It's about coping with the decisions of like your sibling and their like secrecy towards like towards you, their friends, and exploring the cool campus of Eichenfell. And which just is like it. a witch school, right? Yeah, it's a witch and warlock school. It's a magic. So school. like you could say it's about going to a witch school as well. You, you yeah, <laughs> we don't have yeah, to go to like the the fifth circle of the trunk, um, like the, yeah. the deeper meaning here. Yeah, but um, yeah, and it's like the base, the, the more or less the like first ten minutes, like you play as Mariette, you get mysterious powers when you enter the campus, and you have to like solve why you have these powers and while you're doing so, you're trying to find your sister and et cetera, et cetera. Um, sure. Just play the damn game. Just I mm -hmm. beg everyone to play this game. It's also please. Uh, yeah. 
Sorry, it's on sorry. Game Pass. Yeah, so, that's, what, Pass. that's what I was about to say. Yeah, if, if you didn't mention it, it is on Game Pass as well. So, yeah. And also, the cool. soundtrack is literally the best thing I've heard all year. So, damn. Cool. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play this as soon as I get uh, my Series X. Um, it's on the list. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Go oh, yeah. Uh, Cool. Anything else? Uh, No, that's it. We're gonna talk uh, about that play- AOC demo soon. So yeah, I played yeah. Uh, Hades, Hades. Uh, which was the only other thing, uh, I guess, outside of the Age of Calamity demo. I played the control stuff, but I, we we talked about that already. Mm-hmm. Runs good. Runs good in that performance mode. I was I was runs okay. Let's say uh, cool. it, there's still like a weirdness to it, and I'm not a fan of uh, yeah. It's like a, maybe like a latency thing. I, I yeah, I'm very sensitive to latency. And controls with stuff like that, especially a game I've played a lot, right? Which I've played yeah. through control like five times or whatever. So, yeah, I feel like uh, I'd, I'd have that same thing. I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's just a little off. Yeah. Um, and then for folks that notice it, can't get away from it. For folks that don't, great, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I uh, I talked about Hades uh quite a bit recently. <laughs> so it's weird. Like, I there's I talked about it on the most recent IPP, I talked about it on the actual RPG syllabus for this month as well. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. I'm, I'm like very deep, deep, deep into like the end of Hades. And That's like, cool. I, it's, it's a weird thing because like for me, it's I, a lot of people are like, Hades is the best game that came out this year. I, I don't feel that strongly about it, mm-hmm. but I do really like it. I just think mm-hmm. it does like, like to give credit where credit is due. Like it, it does have just a wonderful organic synergy that just, naturally happens yeah um and, and honestly the only reason i i've kept playing it as much as i have is because like i want to try out all the weapons but moreover it's like okay i got this sword that does like way more damage so like let mm-hmm. me see if i can like take a couple of my favorite boons and, and really take this to the next level and then when you do it's like oh this is cool like i've, I've just just making something super broken in that game, uh, like t- just before we started recording, I had like a run where, um, and I'll, a little in-game lingo here, but uh, like I Demeter's um, her like cast creates like this crystal that shoots a laser beam, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and you, there are a couple like if you get her duo um, boon with Artemis, it makes it so like the laser targets on, like it locks on way faster, and it also yep. stays out way longer. Uh, and then there's like an Artemis's legendary boon is you get two more additional casts. Um, <laughs> and then like you can also get regular uh, boon upgrades to make the cast do more damage uh, and chill and like do like this. And then through chaos, you can get even more casts. So like right. all I did to beat Hades at the end of the game was I just like let out six different laser beams <laughs> and hid behind a rock and they just eviscerated him sounds uh, really good <laughs> yeah it was really good it was like oh that was so satisfying to just kind of like because i was like man i want to make a playthrough where like I, it's all demeter's cast like i just want to see if i could really break the game with that and i totally did because when all six beams are on anything and you have like a an off two percent crit rate that that could happen uh through artemis it's just like oh man this is devastating yeah mm-hmm. um, that's, so, that's so, really like, cool yeah having that that kind of understanding of all the different gods and all the different powers and like keep in mind like i i've played like 30 hours to this game it, it it takes a lot of time just a lot of memorizing how those things work but once you for me i, I didn't necessarily think but when i got to that point where i was more 
comfortable with knowing all that stuff, it's like, oh, I'm I'm really excited to actually mix and match these things in a way that that feels like really significant and, and they work together in a really powerful way. Um, so like that's what I've been doing post credits, like like after you, you really beat beat Hades. Um, and then, you know, you're building relationships with characters. There's actually like romance options that you can take. Thanatos, mm-hmm. um, best boy. Just put it yeah, out there. I, I'd Thanatos. probably, if I, if I could romance anyone, it would probably be Thanatos. He's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that's, that's cool to hear that game gives you like that much control mm-hmm. over, over that stuff. Like I, like I kind of, I got, I got to Hades and uh, fought him three times and then was just like, okay, I, I see the point in that, but I just couldn't beat him yeah. and then i think i just moved on to other games at that point yeah but i always I, but i always kind of heard about like how like there's more to hades after it and hearing that it's like that stuff specifically has made me more enticed to like all right i'm gonna go back to that game and kind of see all of that feel of stuff because like you like for stuff like that like you said like being able to be like oh, i wonder if i can just kind of yeah, combo all this so stuff and, and it just works and like you said like I like I like that stuff. And that's cool. It's like uh like you know, like oh I like the fists attack really, really fast. And I know like Ares has a Doom ability, so that way like if you stack more Doom on someone, like when it finally drops, it hits harder. Yeah. What if I just build a whole run around attacking really, really fast with the fists? And I did that once and it was it's super cool. It's like, you know, this kind of delayed satisfaction on it, but it's really cool how you can just move like hit somebody 10 times and then move to another enemy and hit 10 times. And then the, the previous one dies and then you just kind of like tear through that way. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, really like cool. a lot of stuff like that, that, you know, and to be fair, shout out to Scott Gethier, who was the first person or the most recent before me on IPP that to start talking about. And when he like was encouraging me on, on how to play early on and I was kind of still pretty stuck, I would say, um like he was the one giving me like great ideas of like here you can kind of synergize this with this and 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 that will help you get through this boss right and like things like that so um yeah it, once you get comfortable with that it's it's really fun and i i've said on the podcast and and in other places as well like it's been a long time since but i i turned on god mode so i'm like at this with with as many times as i died i think i have like a 60 percent damage in uh oh, that's nice. nice um so and and like when i'm on heat mode like i'm turning up the damage i'm still taking more than just that but but at the end of the day it's like i i wasn't having a great time with that game and now i am <laughs> so yeah, like so that, it's, that's it makes a difference really mm-hmm. um, but that stuff is also fun for me i think if the difficulty is what's it like i know i i say this maybe not you mike but like scott guthier on on ipp he it's like definitely the driving like satisfaction of beating it with everything against you um, but for the folks that that maybe would get more out of Oh, I just want to mess around with all these powers and and mm-hmm. like really see what I can, what kind of devastating builds I can make. Um, I think it's yeah, there, there there's a lot of stuff to do. So just turn on God mode and and just go do that stuff. I think. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna interject and add two things on here. Yeah, um, I think it is the best game like gameplay experience of the year. It plays so incredibly well and it might be like the, my favorite thing to actually like play of, of this entire year because it's just so goddamn fun and second thing is shout out to the hades ranking podcast that i listen to on ip um ip presents please listen to that and watch me actively get dunked on by yeah, two good writers good. yeah it's very so. good if you want to yeah, hear, like, hear how to actively not play how to how like to actively not play hades 
Yeah, how to play Hades wrong. How to play Hades the wrong. The, the Quinn Hoffman experience. <laughs> Listen to I, that podcast. It's, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say like it's the best. I, I've on this very podcast talked about how I, I, I feel like Splunky is the best playing video game of all time. <laughs> so, so like, I'm not going to say that about Hades. But yeah. like, uh, there's definitely like a point, especially like, and I love like Artemis is definitely my favorite of the of the boons because I love just getting your crit rate up because you can just destroy things depending on which weapon you have, um, especially the fists like fists with crit is like unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when one of her powers has you like shoot out like a little arrow every like from your behind like and, and so you're like threading out enemies behind you every time you attack. And so there are times when they're like, there's just tons happening on the screen mm-hmm. at once. And and for me, well, I don't think it's like, it plays okay. Like, I, I think it's fine for what it is. Um, it, it definitely feels like maybe one of my favorite Diablo-like games. And mm-hmm. I think when you first start playing it, it doesn't feel like Diablo. But like when you're where I'm at with it and, and you're kind of maxing out these powers and, and embracing the different synergy with them, it really does feel like Diablo. And I, I, I've loved the transformation of the game into that, so... That's yeah. What I'll say on that. Yeah. That's, that's. I haven't played anything on Switch outside of that and the Age of Calamity demo. I don't think. Cool. Um, yeah, Hades is really good. I'm, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to return to it. Um, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you, especially Mike, will will get a lot out of it coming back to it. Yeah, I, th- I yeah, I think I, I think I'll fall back into a groove with it once I, once I get that chance. Uh, before one, one last thing before we get into the Age of Calamity demo. Uh, I play, I've been playing a lot more of the crown tundra DLC for Pokemon. Uh, if you like this, if you like some more impressions, uh, there's a viewpoint on our YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. where I play a little bit of it. It's actually us three again, <laughs> playing through it. I, we kind of show off some of the new stuff. Uh, so if you want to kind of get a general gist of what's in there, you can check that out. Um, but yeah, I pretty much played through like the main stuff. Uh, like I got, I finished the clues. I got the, all the Reggie's, um, and, uh, got the, uh, the, the, the new legendary birds. I tracked them all down. Uh, those, those are pretty cool. I, I like how they, they, they basically, you know, you, in the viewpoints you saw like they're basically when, when, when you, you initially meet them in the crown tundra, but then all three of them then split into the different wild areas in sword and shield. So like one's in, one's in the crown tundra, one's in the Isle of Armor. And one's in the the base wild area, uh, and and then on top of that, like you know, they're they are hanging out there, but then like there are little things that are that you have to do to uh, actually like uh, interact with them to catch them, which I think is really cool too. And how they like introduce like that kind of style of like you know again talking about like you know when I when I talk a lot about Pokemon, I also think about like you know what they what they show now and how that can look how we can look at that into future games right um so i think it was just cool to like uh let's say for instance you know the first one i got was the the galarian form of articuno so that one's just hanging out in the crown tundra uh when you get close to it uh it's kind of like up in the air it's just kind of you'll just kind of stay where it is if you go up to it and get close enough to it it then freaking Naruto uh, fucking clone jutsus into three Articunos. Whoa! And then and then you if you look up you look up out of them one of them like kind of like opens its wings and kind of like in a, in a way that makes it look like it's kind of like evil laughing and then they spin super fast. You kind of have to like pinpoint that one and then see where it where it's where which one it is 
and kind of follow it. And then it'll come down to the ground. And if you pick the right one, it'll, it'll then like the other ones will disappear and then it'll swoop up in the air and then jump to you. And then you'll uh, fight it and you'll be able to catch it. Now, if you fail it and pick the wrong, the wrong one, it'll fly up the air and just fly away. But you can actually fo- active, actively follow it like the whole time it flies away, which I think is also really cool because it's just like flies up in the air. You can get on your bike and it just flies to another area on the map and you can just follow it like the entire way there. Like you can go through like almost all of the wild area and f- follow it the entire way to its next location. And pretty much all three of them have like some kind of quirk like that, like uh, the, the Galarian Zapdos. And he, that one is in the base wild area. And when you get close to it, it just does you know, what you would expect because it's on big two hind legs and it just sprints away. And it's, and it's like crazy, super fast. So like, so like even if you, so you pretty much have to be on a bike to chase it, but even like at full speed on a bike with like the boost, like you can't just like kind of slowly inch your way to it. You kind of have to lead it. So you kind of have to like kind of go away from it a little bit and sort of kind of cut it off at an edge uh, to like catch up to it. And like, once you do that, it'll stop and then kind of look at you with an exclamation point and then run at you and then you can catch it. Um, and then the, the last one, uh, Galarian Moltres is similar, but this, that one's like flying up in the air. So it has like a pretty much like a track. It goes around on the Isle of Armor and it just like circles the whole map. And you kind of have to just like figure out that path and then mm. kind of cut it off. And then you, when you, when you go, when you get in front of it, it'll notice you and then you can go, go and catch it. Um, so that was pretty cool. I, I like how they kind of, like it wasn't just like oh it's 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 just kind of static statically sitting in a place in the map and you go and fight it. I like that they kind of added those little extra things, uh, yeah. uh, in 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 those in those fights. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, the reg the reggies uh, were kind of similar in that they they just had those shrines in the area. Uh, they it gives you like a little clue when you interact with the door, and then you can kind of choose how you and then you can go into the ruins. And then you and then you uh, you can you can uh, fight him and catch him. Uh, the one thing is though with the um, the new ones, uh, Red the Reggie Aleki and Reggie Draco, I think is what it's called. Yeah, um, you basically have to choose one or the other for uh, to get one because basically when you go into the ruins for that one, there's a bunch of dots on the ground and the and you can kind of see uh, if you look at the clue. Each, each of the uh, kind of dot alignments are like on the doorways. So depending on which kind of like uh, dots you step on to light them up, uh, will give you which one to, which one you'll fight. And then like, that's the one you can, you can get. Um, so I got Reggie Alecki is the one. It's the electric one uh, and caught that one. And so I have that one and now I have four Reggies. So I don't, I didn't get the dragon one. If I wanted to get the dragon one, I'm, I could uh, play through Sword and go to that DLC, which I might do someday. Um, or do some trading. Or do some trading, mm-hmm. or or I could transfer the transfer the Pokemon I have in uh, Sword or Shield version into Pokemon Home, and then start a new game and go through it because it seems like it's just a choice. It's not a version exclusive thing, uh, which is out, which is I'm going to get into with that because now having played more of that, there is some version exclusive. Uh, stuff going on even within the DLC, okay. Uh, with some of the legendaries specifically, because you know the other big thing, a part of this DLC is the Dynamax Adventures, uh, which I pretty much I pretty much have the same feelings on them as I said in the uh, <clears throat> in the viewpoints of just like it's a cool idea. I I like the concept. Um, there's some fun stuff there, but I just don't like the you're using rental Pokemon. 
um, the implementation of it. Yeah, you're you're kind of using rental Pokemon throughout the whole thing. Like, there's not really an option to use your own Pokemon, so like there really isn't. So like it can definitely feel kind of random, and you can get you can you can just kind of have like a bad luck of the draw of like oh I oh I I picked this Pokemon and just out of hope that you know the Pokemon I'm I'm running through through the ventures are just you know not going to be strong or weak against it or the or the Pokemon at the end is is hopefully weak against it or I or I can find one along the path to fight and catch it but also like I'm doing with AI companions uh and they they can just kind of pick randomly from Pokemon so like sometimes they can just pick the wrong Pokemon and you can just kind of have a whole squad of like you know here I have like three electric Pokemon and oh by the way I'm fighting a ground type Pokemon and it just does one move and wipes the whole team and I'm done and you can yeah. kind of, you can kind of just get boned that way in some regards. Uh, th- that being said, though, like I played I played a decent amount and have pretty much gotten the majority of the uh, the Pokemon in that of oh, wow. that I can that I can get from the legendary pool in in Shield. <laughs> so like I have like you know you can get the base, not the the, the non Galarian forms of the legendary trios, the so Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres. You can get those. You can get the dogs. Uh, Suicune and Entei and Raikou and you can get uh, the you can get two so you can get two of the uh, Thunder God looking ones from Gen 5 uh, one of one of them is a are two of them are like version exclusives for Sword and Shield so you can get like two of them in both versions but one of them will be exclusive to that one that you'd have to trade over to have all three in another version, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's the, uh, all of the like sun and moon, like the Tapu, like Island DD ones or whatever, like those ones from sun and moon, those are all in there. Um, and then when, when it comes to the box legendaries, that's when it gets version exclusive. So basically like you can get Kyogre from Ruby and Sapphire and shield and you can get Groudon and sword. Uh, you can get Lugia, I think, in Shield, and Ho-Oh is in Sword, and then like it pretty much breaks it down there uh, for the version exclusives on those on that front, um, for pretty much all of them, I think. And then like Mewtwo, Mewtwo's in the then there in Dynamax Adventures, you can get a Mewtwo. Uh, the 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 that's I talked about it before, but like the Hoenn the Hoenn starters, like a mm-hmm. Marsh Tomp. Blaziken and Trico or Septile. Those three are Pokemon you can just run into as like random ones. Uh not the not the final legendary one, of course, but like they can just be in the pool of like random ones you fight. And if you get them in there, then you can trade them out. And then you can bring those from the Dynamax Adventures, and that's how you get those guys in the DLC. Um mm-hmm. the what else is there? All the Ultra Beasts from Sun and Moon, those are on there. That's actually a fourth clue that opens up. It's oh, really? like, because uh, you can you do the first three clues, and then the fourth clue is like, uh, the Peony, Peony guy goes to the Ultra Beast thing. He's like, oh, wow, a portal for Ultra Beast shows up, and then they're just that just puts them all in as, as random ones you can counter at the end. Uh, and you can get all of them in both versions, I believe. Um... Cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of mostly it. Like you know, again, it's it is a Crown Tundra DLC. Like if you're into legendary Pokemon catching, that is all that DLC. Like 
all all the three main quests and then the the Dynamax adventures it is you can get the vast majority of them in that in the in the game now that's cool uh for collectors maybe people who are like into like the idea of like these pokemon being like these you know oh by the way there's just a whole bunch of gods and these giant tier pokemon just all conveniently in this in this in this single area i can see how that breaks apart for some in people this cave yeah it is like hanging out like I, I i get that like but but also like personally for me who's like played every game over the years and like just collecting everything and just having that collection aspect of pokemon like i i, I enjoy just being able to be like okay here's the, here's the new game we have a bunch of stuff for you now you can get it here and pres- kind of preserve your collection to an extent now here on switch which is mm-hmm. nice. Cool. Yeah, I, I liked what we saw of it. And like, mm-hmm. it's funny that that kind of stuff, the legendary tracing, chasing, honestly, is like my favorite part of Pokemon. So yeah. mm-hmm. I might jump into it. I, I think I'd probably have to play through uh, the the other DLC to get my levels up, though. And then I'd. Um, maybe I can't remember um, if they're both around the same level. I think they are. But I think you do have to like have at least beaten the main pokemon sword and shield quest because i think they're they're both around the same level of entry yeah, into those for sure. um oh and the other thing was there's a, a galarian another there's a galarian slow king you can get like how yes. like in isle of armor there's galarian slow bro and crown times you can get galarian slow king and that i like that one quite a bit he is a very good looking pokemon if you know us three we like to rank Pokemon around here. Let's mm-hmm. let's say maybe after we let's maybe let's do a little bit of that at, to close up the show. Uh, but for now, let's get into the next uh, meaty point. What we've all been Age playing. of Calamity. Age of Calamity. Let's uh, rule Warriors. Age of Calamity. They put out. We, a, did, we all talked about this off mic, right? We did. Yeah. Or at least Mike and I did. I think. Yeah, we talked. Um, we talked about it a little bit already. We, yeah, me and Mike talked. about Yeah, it me too. and Gwen talked about it a little bit already. Um, it was they, fun. Yeah, they they put out a demo. It's probably like what? It's like the first like hour and a half, two hours of the game. I think. Yeah. yeah. Gonna, yeah gonna, I think we we all probably have the same reservations about this weird time travel conceit. Uh, yes. Yeah, because they basically show, yeah, it's kind of weird. They basically show yeah, they they kind of do the opening of the game. And you know when you know a lot of people pointed out like in the when they re- first revealed the game and they showed kind of the, the the key art and the cover art for it, there was like this little like baby guardian looking thing. Mm-hmm. So everyone was like, "Oh, what's up with that?" And I wonder it's what, an egg. Yeah, it's like a little egg. It's guardian. not a baby guardian. It's an egg. Egg guardian. Um, <clears throat> I was like, "Oh, what's that?" Turns out it's from the future, where it's or not like future future, but base future in the context of the game of like. Uh, with the game opens in the, with the, with the opening cutscene where it shows the calamity going down, like guardians are, you know, we've seen the scene in the original Breath of the Wild of like guardians are like climbing over the, the city and like like blowing it up and it's on flames, uh, you know, and the explosions kind of knock over this box in Zelda's room in the castle and you see the little guardian pop up and wake up. It then gets, uh, it then uh, sees everything going on and it then jumps through a portal through time but kind of gets like knocked out while it's going through the portal. And then it ends up at the start of kind of everything. And is clearly kind of going back in time to basically warn the, you know, Zelda and everybody and, and and everybody that, yeah. uh, Of what's coming because they see the city being destroyed. 
So can we talk? Okay, I want to. Yeah. So not to get too deep into like temporal mechanics here, but if the thing is already in the future and it jumps into the past, it's creating a time loop. And fulfilling prophecy, it's it's going to end up where it was, right? Yes. Yeah, and, that's that's and, what that's what I'm hoping is like. I think that's exactly how it's going to play out. Like, it, I, it, exactly, it's going to play out like that. And I just that is like my least favorite kind of time travel of just like this like loop, loop that constantly travel. occurs. Yeah, yeah. And, like I I don't like it either. I've like, seen too much Star Trek to just like say, nah, I'm good on this shit." Yeah, actually, yeah. Like time time tra- whenever time travel is introduced in most most any kind of media, it just makes it more. Th- convoluted than anything because yeah. like you because you can also think this idea of like because you can also have the context of like even if this loop exists and it's and it's just a loop and we continue into into breath of the wild as as it were like now we know the concept of time travel exists in the breath of the wild universe and like that can just be used as some conceit that i just never want them to actually use mm-hmm. it as a conceit because i fucking hate when they 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 like all stakes like every all stakes get lost all the yada yada time travel stuff happens it's just like yeah. it's, it is a big worry of mine but yeah but also but I, like what I'd, what I'd say is like to be fair zelda is a franchise that i think has used time travel pretty well yeah over, over the course of time mm-hmm. be, mostly because it's very limited right yes. like i really and, sure. and i talked to mike about this like i really don't see this as anything more than like the conceit that we're using to tell this story from a, a fresh perspective, right? Like this is, this is, I think just how they are able to tell this story. <laughs> like, like I, I don't think it's going to end up being more complicated than that. I think maybe yeah. that this, maybe, maybe the reveal is that this little guy is what Zelda sent link with to like, it, it took him and put him in like the revive chamber and like, then like, and that was like the last thing it did and it died dramatically and we all fucking cry at the end of this game i yeah. like that that is honestly i think the only yeah the only payoff you have I, to worry about or i could see it being a scenario where like it is leading like you know because they they show a scene later on where like the king the king of the 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 kind of scoffs at them being like oh you're gonna follow this robot on the thing i'm hoping maybe like there's a point you know like you said like a loop like like they're in a they're in a loop with it so to speak of like it has its that robot has a starting point of like it mm-hmm. it, 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 it it travel back in time, and then when we see it first, it it is like already off and in a box like when the calamity is happening. So that means like it could just loop back around to being at that point, and it could have just been the thing that kind of started this like you know wild goose chase that the the king the king just thinks this is some crazy thing they shouldn't be doing, and Zelda should be doing like you know the stuff you kind of see her doing in the kind of tr- flashbacks in you know breath of the wild of her like going to the mountains to like get her powers and try and get these things and it doesn't work out so i like I, that's kind of what i'm hoping happens where the king just kind of goes like you're going on some crazy chase you shouldn't be following this robot get it the f out of here and that just kind of becomes like a moot thing of just like it kind of just start, it kind of started it but then the the, the like the, the like that kind of started it and like was leading them in the right direction but then like you know maybe it but then like they kind of in their own hubris if you want to call it you know sense uh sends it away and then they kind of do their own thing and that ultimately is like you know leads, leads to, to the fall of leads to the fall yeah. of everything 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't think we have to worry about this ending with some non-canon, like, everything yeah. we avoided the calamity. Yeah, <laughs> I, of, yeah, like... That'd be, least... honestly, the funniest thing to me. It would be kind of funny, but, like, it, you know, this game is called Age of Calamity. Like, it's very much serving its purpose, yeah. I think, at the end of the day. Yeah. What, what I do like, you know, from, from what we see of the game is, like, I, I appreciate in that opening mission, like, Link is just some fucking dude... You know, and mm -hmm. we get to see kind of like the moment that he protects Zelda and, and maybe kind of earns his keep. Uh, this is also like Link before the Master Sword, right? So yeah, before he's like been, before he's basically become one of the champions himself. Yeah, exactly. So so I, I like that. I didn't necessarily expect. I thought we would kind of enter as Link and and be at that point and have to go gather the champions. But then like you think about the the timeline of it all, like you know that those things probably came together around the same time so. yeah like like I, where where the demo leaves off is probably like i would say like not even like like not even anywhere near where where things are in the flashbacks of breath of the wild like and i think yeah. that's pretty interesting of like how much more they have with that because i think like the demo you do like two or three missions and then it gives you the options to then go to the four different domains that you go to in Breath of the Wild to meet the, the champions as they are in there. I think you're essentially going there to recruit them. I think that's going to be like the next part of the story. Totally. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I, like, it was intriguing enough and I like the um, having played a bunch of, uh, again, it, it's, it's a Muso game. And we can get, we can get into yeah. that. Um, have, have, having played a bunch of the, the, the Fire Warriors definitive edition earlier this year, I think it was, I was immediately impressed by like how much more they added to the combat. Um, e even, even in this earlier stage where like, you know, I know that like, you know, at least, you know, seeing some of these systems of like, Oh yeah, I'm getting extra, an extra part of combo string and that I'm upgrading that aspect. Like that was totally a thing. in the Hyrule, the first Hyrule warriors of like, you're, you're like extending out your, your base combo strings to get more effects. And then like, you know, uh, doing doing a string and then like switching in with a heavy attack will always like as you get deeper into the strings gets like bigger and bigger attacks so like that's to see that's still like a thing is pretty cool and i want to see how more and more over the top the the moves get because that's you know even even embrace base age of calamity all of them had some pretty good moves like you know freaking uh uh what's her face uh I think it was Impa, 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 who like you know you can do a bunch of combos and then summon the the ice, the cryostasis, and she'll like jump on it and just sit on it, and then you can just like slide around on the ground and just fly yeah. through fools. Like that was just really silly and fun, and just like mm -hmm. f it, why not? And this is this is just a cool move. Uh, yeah, again, again, like you know, in an almost like Diablo like way, you kind of have like the having the the tablet ha gives you like these kind of abilities on cooldown. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you're constantly left with with a lot of options, uh, which is cool. And and yeah, like the all the the kind of heavy light combos that you can do, and and that every character kind of has like four of them at the, at the mm -hmm. least. And there there are side quests and and little things that you can give supplies out to extend those combos and make them more in depth. It's like okay, yeah, like this is there's a lot going on here. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I personally like I've never played a Muso game. This is. <laughs> totally new to me so like when i texted mike i'm like yo this game like this combat is buck wild he's like bro it's a muso game this <laughs> yeah, is what this comes. is these are, these um, are what these games have been for a while dynasty warriors yeah That's and cool. um so like i've i i genuinely like the combat 
I like the the implementation of combos. It's probably the like the thing that I really like the most. I liked the big, the more like quote unquote boss fights or the mini bosses in the fights. Yeah. Where you had to play different instead of just hitting X or Y repeatedly. Right. Um, but to that point, uh, playing on a Switch Lite, holy shit, my hands genuinely hurt. Yep. And, oh yeah. And uh, not, it was not a great way to play a game like this. <laughs> no, not genuinely not a good way to play it. Like I played. I was like halfway through the second mission. I'm like, all right, my, like my thumb, my the entire like bone of my thumb was really hurting because that's where I was pressing all the buttons. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Me, this is me playing Spelunky, dude. I feel you. I had like a pain <laughs> in my left hand for from using the D pad too much. <laughs> I'm and, not even. This is not a joke. <laughs> that's fair. Um, and I was like, I just can't play this game. Like, and I I really want to play this game. I really do. Like, I think the story is going to be so cool. Yeah. But part but of me is also just like, if you could probably, if if really you you're not super into how it plays, and like if you like it, I think it's worth maybe like getting a controller or something to play with. Yeah. Um, but but like you know you you will ultimately be able to watch the cutscenes online. Yeah. Like I I'm I'm happy that that this demo showed like oh this will be like a fun thing along with the the story that you're getting with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, and one of the messages I sent to Mike was like, "Man, I would just kill for like a Breath of the Wild style game that just was this setup, but not this combat." But I get the reason why it's this combat. Yeah, so, yeah, because uh, it, it, what it, the, these folks do. Yeah, it's, yeah. What, it's, it's what these folks do, and I think they pick the right like contextually of like they're in a war, and like you know this is this is the time that it would make sense to have like a more combat heavy uh, thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I, yeah, and I agree like, you know, with, with other Muso, and I think even the like larger enemies that are like sort of the boss esque enemies, they handle in way more interesting ways than even the basic Muso games. Cause like those, those were literally just like, Oh, the, like the big boss dude is here. He's going to do like his special attack and I just got to dodge out of the way. And when he does that, he just becomes vulnerable and you kind of knock down the shield just by mashing on him. Where here it's like, Oh, this, this, you know, this giant bacoblin as a shield so i need to use bombs on him to break his break his defenses and then i can weaken him like you know just having that more extra little kind of puzzle aspect to it uh is nice yeah compared to the other ones and like yeah being able to counter enemies at all is is cool with Mm -hmm. the ice thing so um yeah i'm i'm excited there was a little bit of like okay i kind of want to see what's going on next (laughs) <laughs> when I was playing it of, of like I'm curious kind of where this demo is going yeah uh, but yeah I'm like the Impa being able to play Impa is so awesome and yeah yeah, yeah she's and really then, cool and uh, Zelda's really cool too you put you get you put to play as those three in the demo yeah and like seeing Robbie and uh, I forget the other research lady's uh, name I think it's Pura. Them, Pura. yeah uh, seeing them in, in their prime when they're young is just so great like especially yeah. Robbie who is already so great but it's just like this 20 year old like hip like because like you get a different vibe you know impa and, and pura and, and stuff like maybe pura is like cause she gets turned into a kid and stuff but mm-hmm. uh like, like this is the old guard like these people have been researching for a long time and then like here it's like you know these are young like rock star researchers like they're brilliant and they're like that that's the vibe i get from like someone like impa is like somebody's really smart uh, well known, well regarded, you know, in their prime. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's a totally it's like kind of like Tony Stark or you know, a poor comparison, but you get the idea of like, 
oh yeah like the, these folks are, are like really you know the best of the best so i yeah. living in that and seeing that and seeing how that's going to tonally change and and how everything's going to go to hell is 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 cool it's a really cool vibe it's exactly what i wanted yeah seeing yeah and i'm excited to see the i'm really excited to see the um the uh the champions in action like i really much like i'm really excited to just play as those characters and see the like you said seeing these characters finally able to see these characters like in their prime and also being able to yeah. play as them in mm-hmm. in their in this prime like sense like i'm like that's just that's that's enough for me to be like all right this is this is really cool this is everything i wanted um, totally. Hey guys, I just have a Buckwild like prediction I'm gonna throw out there. Okay, sure. At the end of this game, the egg opens another portal. And you know who comes out of that portal? Who? Mario. Sor- Sora. Sora. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. It's just it's a Sora Donna, <laughs> Sora Donna Goofy come out, but they're like cell shaded like Breath of Walker. Like wearing old like old Tommy clothes. <laughs> oh, you always knew this world, Sora. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just like so that, I'd be, I'd be, gonna, I'd be way in. There's gonna be a trailer it's, that says Kingdom Hearts coming to Switch now. <laughs> instant instant yeah, like, instant goatee. If yeah, that actually it, happened. Yeah. Oh my god. I'd be fucking oh, hope. If yeah. it's anything else, then you know I'd be disappointed, honestly. Yeah, yeah. That, I think I think my one fear, and I'm like I'm like we talked about with the time travel stuff at the at the front. I don't actually think this is gonna happen, but like this is my like, you know, we're in dark times, and my my brain is in dark places at all times. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, my one fear would be with the time travel stuff, as if like you know they subvert like you know them going to, like i think the clan the some in some shape or form a calamity happens but they divert it in a way that makes it so like you know they do the end game thing of like oh we're in an alternate timeline now and breath of the wild 2 isn't necessarily a sequel mm-hmm. to first breath of the wild it's like an alternate timeline thing and because something else happened now, and I'd be like, man, that'd be kind of a bummer if they. I swear, if they convolute the goddamn timeline for this franchise no, I, I, anymore, I, I, yeah, I've thought about it a lot, and I, I think honestly, the pr- most likely this game is not going to tie into Breath of the Wild two at all. Yeah, I, I, that's I'm that's what I hope too. Is it's just it's just like oh, it leaves off here, and then you can yeah. jump, and then it's like Breath. Of, maybe, then it maybe goes to Breath like, of the Wild. Maybe we'll you you could see a trailer for Breath of the Wild like as an unlockable in this like that would be a cool thing like the only game that's ever done this is like yeah and they and they refer to they refer like they make references to characters or like things that were in this game like show up in Breath of the Wild two in some way but not like yeah, totally. it, it's not the the direct the direct like you know the events of this game are immediately affecting Breath of the Wild two in any way shape or form. No, I- I don't think that Nintendo happen. wouldn't fuck it up that bad. Like, like they they yeah. know they hit gold with Breath of the Wild. They know like that is like a yeah. sacred property to them now. Like, they, I think Breath of the Wild Two is gonna really pay off on on what they set up in that game. So, I, the the most is we might see like that if if Ganondorf or whatever he was that we see the corpse of in in that trailer, like if he he did play some role in in beginning the calamity i think we might see that here and yeah and if that is the case that's why we haven't seen any of that yet because they're mm-hmm. holding that real close to the chest yeah so. that would be that would be like the very end 
of this yeah, totally. of the game of this game if anything um but that's that's not that far it's not that far away in the grand scheme of things no. uh november 20th is when that's out um and that's and yeah. already so we'll yeah. we'll definitely be back for like we said uh one final episode of nintendo land later this uh month top type full-on spoiler cast for that game i'm pretty stoked for that um but yeah the demo left me i came away with it being like yep okay this is a muso game but with like Mm -hmm. some some much more thought put into it in a because i think like nintendo probably has much more say in some stuff because they're directly telling telling you know breath a breath of the wild story in it so to speak um so yeah more to come on that from us uh let's 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 uh finish off this show here with uh what we came to do we we are we're putting on our scientist caps mike play the music hit the soundboard our scientist uh robes i might out is there music i don't think there's music i don't know what he's referring to play the music damn it i'll I'll, I'll figure something out for that or or completely ignore it uh in the edit probably completely ignore it please ignore it Uh, so we're gonna i don't know what he's talking about (laughs) as as with the pokemon dlc they're done with sword and shield Mm-hmm. As as we know it now, who knows? Who knows what we'll we'll see? Probably end of next year for Pokemon. I'm looking very much looking forward to the future Pokemon now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the mysteries, but for now, we are reconvening the Pokemon ranking committee, and we're going to rank some Pokemon and add them to our ranked list uh, that we've done for before. If you haven't if you haven't looked, you can. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast service, you might see some episodes here in Nintendo land. So go feel free to check those out to see what we have ranked. Yeah. You got to catch up on the lore ranked yeah. before you got to catch because up on some lore. There's some lore. There's some lore. Um, but yeah, no lore will play into this list. I, yeah, think today, I, don't, but... I don't think too much will play into this list tonight. Cause we're, I mean, as long as we don't go off the rails, like we did last time with Mr. Rhyme, we should be fine. I think we're not touching Mr. Rhyme. No Ultra Beast, no Mr. Well, maybe Ultra Beast will show up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so now now that we have the DLC as well, for Sword and Shield, everything's everything's in play for mm-hmm. new Pokemon, all Pokemon, uh, whatever whatever we're bringing in this day. Uh, I think this time around, we're each going to bring two Pokemon mm-hmm. uh, to rank for this one. Uh, so who wants to kick us off? I can go first. Okay. Too slow, Quinn. Too slow. That's Too fine. slow. <laughs> Got him. The uh, beer is like the beer is like it's hit the stage. It's like all right, now it's hitting in. Yeah, it's time. It's uh, time, I, time I, for I suggested. Uh, yeah, I suggested uh, for this one that we we bring legendary Pokemon because that was kind of like the theme of the DLC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah uh, for sure. So one of the the one of one of said DLC Pokemon. I picked out one of the ones that was my favorite from the new ones. Or revite revisited did, did ones okay uh, um galarian articuno word okay. let's talk about this this beautiful monster alex can you please drop it in the discord oh yeah hold on Thank i you. can i i have serabee up that's what we use for these yeah yeah we're we're on serabee.net uh, oh man i'm glad i pulled these up because i'm now looking at the pages for these and i just had my freaking mind blown with something they did here yeah. Um, which I don't know if we want to. I, 
I guess we can account these as things because this is technically part of the game, but man, the shiny versions of the Galarian forms, they took the OG colors for them and like applied them to those Galarian forms. So look oh, at really? look at that Galarian really cool. Articuno. He's like blue and white, like the first the original one is there like the purple. That looks really cool. And so like the Moltres and Zapdos, now I'm looking at them all. Oh man. That is cool. That's like super dope. <laughs> Galarian Articuno, I, I know there was some uh some I don't want to say dislike, but but some questions to to some of the the Galarian new birds, legendary bird forms. But I'm yes. a big fan of this one. Uh, what do you guys think? It, like I said in the viewpoints, it gives me big Phantom of the Opera vibes. Yeah, and it's nothing but a good thing mm-hmm. in my opinion. I've never seen Phantom of the Opera. All I know is that some guy gets scarred and he's trying to win the love over. It's a play. I'm not a big play guy. It's actually an opera. <laughs> there are only the only good operas are the Italian ones. I'm putting it out there, um, as wow. a man who's listened to a few operas in my life. Um, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's I, not my favorite. I, 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 of the I would, I would say when I when I when I saw it initially visually, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, sure. But then again, having now encountered in the wild. And it doing the fucking clone jutsu on me was very surprising. Just seeing that on the wild. Um, also, a thing I also really like is it's it has it like you know all, all of them have like new signature moves, mm-hmm. uh, like like they normally did. Let me see if I make sure I have the name of this right. If it's on the list here, freezing say- freezing glare is what the move is called. Ooh. And it's it, cool. it looks pretty cool because it, 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 how you can see on the glare Articuno it kind of has like the like the eye sh- like flaps like around its eyes that was basically like straighten up and like glow and then like he shoots like a big laser beam out of his out of yeah, his eyes cool. when he when he does that attack it looks pretty cool it's a cool visual oh, effect. What I'll say and why I would say the Galarian Articuno is my my favorite of the the new ones of the new legendary birds. Uh, it looks like he's got a cool bandit mask on, like Sly Cooper. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. And uh, okay, I'm, so I'm way into that. And he just looks like just you know like fan of the opera, sure, but he just looks like he's gonna show up and steal the show in my heart. Yeah. Or very ma- very majestic. Alex, I know you wanted to say. Sly Cooper, but what you really mean to say is Joker from uh, Persona Five, right? No, I meant Sly Cooper. Okay, because he kind of has like the Joker mask. Kind, kind of, but the Joker's mask is is red, right? So, uh, or am I misremembering that? He has a black mm-hmm. mask, right? It's uh, it's white. It's like white and black. Uh, yeah. So, so like maybe the the uh, the the shiny version with the white mask. Honestly, I kind of mm-hmm. like that a lot. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, I I I just. Thing of Sly Cooper. I replayed the Sly Cooper games recently. So raccoons have that kind of natural mask look, and and I like that this is kind of a natural mask look. Uh, yeah, I would. You know, I, I'll I'll kick this off. I would rank this Pokemon. I would give this uh, a strong nine point oh. Wow, it's pretty nice. strong. You um, have points with me with the Sly Cooper reference. I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Before we do our rankings, do we want to, do I want to list off these uh, Pokedex entries? Is anybody interested in those? Oh or? yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll take a Pokedex entry. Okay, so we got their they have one 
Articuno has one for sword and shield. So I'll read its shield entry. Known as Articuno, if you didn't know before. This what? Po- this Pokemon <laughs> fires beams that can immobilize opponents as if they had been frozen solid. I think it could just freeze them solid. Maybe yeah, that's why it's that's, immobilizing that's, them. Yeah, that's what it is. Because I, I think the thing is with this one, it's like uh, the Galarian form is psychic and flying. So it's not technically an ice one. It's Galarian, Sick. It's Galarian form. Where its normal form is ice and flying. So I think that's why they, they refer to it as like that. So there you mm-hmm. go. Um I would I would say overall I somewhat agree with Alex. And again, having the also the visuals of it uh uh interacting within the thing and it clone jutsuing and you know shooting laser beams and stuff. I was pretty into I will say the one thing I'm not into with this form is it's dumbass slicked back hair looking piece of shit mother f- <laughs> greasy looking thing that's I like the, that that that's the one thing that that uh doesn't do it for me so I'm gonna go and give Galarian Articuno a seven five. Damn. I'm gonna give it a six oh. Hear me out because uh, as an English major, I have seen motherfuckers look like this. And act like a snobby, like, oh, <laughs> plays and musicals are the best form of literature. And I'm all like, nah, bro, shut the hell up. I'm done with you. That's that's what that Pokemon reminds me of, is those snobby English majors that I just want to smack the crap out of. Because they're just, like, so aristocratian, and they're, like, kind of classist. Mm-mm, no, I'm good. Articuno, if you're out there listening, just know I get it. I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I get this all the time. I feel you. So right, there who's, you next? Go. who's next? Uh, I'll go. All right, Quinn. Which one you got? I'm gonna drop my. Uh, here you go. It's Latios. Ooh, uh, La- Generation Three. Latios. How to do Ge- Latios? Latios. They're very similar. Um, and I'm just gonna say this was the biggest piece of shit Pokemon to find in Emerald. Putting it on record. Yeah, they're they're, is, they're pretty tricky. They it as like a fifteen year old kid, I it was genuinely hard. Even after I beat the games, you know, way way when I was way older, I was like, cool. I just am having a, a hard time with this Pokemon, but I love it because I forgot the movie that the two were in, um, and that movie across my heart, swear to guy. Might well, probably my favorite Pokemon movie because it's got the one with Celebi in it, and it's yeah. I was gonna say it's like the Celebi one. It's yeah, a, it's, I think that's Pokemon Forever. Is that, yeah. is that the one that's called? They they appear in another one though, don't they? Don't they appear in the the the? I almost said Girahim, and I know that that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Giratina movie, I think. Uh, I think so. Yeah, um, but this is the one where like one. Raikou is like. Uh, not so not Raikou. Entei's like the bad one, and it's very it's I don't know. It's, yeah, that's that's that. This is not that's not it's not Pokemon Forever. It's uh, um, well, po- poke the one with Entei is the third movie. Entei shows sure. up in a couple of them, I think. Um, I don't I don't think they're in the that one because that's that was like the third movie was just still Gen two, and that was not Gen three yet. Okay, well, um, it's I'll, one I'm of looking, my. I'm looking it up. Well, so I'll figure out which one. That it was one of my, the first movies I watched, the Pokemon movies as I watched as a kid. It was like the original than that. And then I was like, yo, this is wild. This is great. 
letting him out as like a like a fucking six year old kid. So what the hell do I know? Um, that's probably bad. Um, but I've always, I've always liked Latias and Latias because they look like airplanes. Yeah, and yeah, I little, think like jets and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I also have a soft spot for this Pokemon because it's kind of, it's one of the only t- like kind of Pokemon where it's it has a sibling. Yeah. And like I have a soft spot for siblings and plots like it's bad, but <laughs> it's good. And I'm just I'm just going to read the description from Emerald real quick and I'll read the one. There's not one first sword and shield, but it is even in hiding. See, it can detect the location can. of others and sense their emotions since it has telepathy. Its intelligence allows it to understand human languages. This Pokemon smart as hell, y'all like. How can you not love this thing? I'm just saying. You got me. How could I not? Yeah. I must be a monster. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but uh, no, I like it. I like this. this. is a good pick. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I'm I, I like these. I like this these two these this duo of Pokemon from the um from Ruby and Sapphire as well. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I think they were cool. Like again, they were going off that motif of like these are the Pokemon you can just kind of encounter anywhere in those games. So that was mm-hmm. like you said, they were they're a pain in the in the ass to like find. They're total pain in the ass. But yeah. uh when you did, it was like cool. And they and like you said, mm-hmm. they look cool. Um Yeah, yeah, there is no dang, there is no text entry here even on Cerebi yet. Lame. And its name is Latin for to to be hidden or you know to what, lie hidden. That's probably that's probably because they still don't like even though all these legendaries are in the game. Like some of them don't have dex entries yet. Mm-hmm. Interesting, because you can go like these old ones. Yeah, because some, some of these don't have that yet for some reason. Like they're yeah. just not in the current text for a reason. It's just weird. I think Latios is like knowing the little Latin that I do too. I think it's like a vocative sense or vocative mm. tense one too. So it's like hide. Yeah, it has it. If you go to the link I posted on Discord, it literally has it at the bottom. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think it would say if it was vocative or not. So I was just, that was just more for me. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> but I'm gonna give this Pokemon a solid nine five. Whoa, nine just because. Five. The only reason it's not getting a 10 is because it's a piece of shit to get. Yeah, it's hard as hell to catch. So, sure, 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 sure. Um, uh, I was gonna go with a 7.5. I like this Pokemon, uh, because it looks like a plane. That's a, that's about as far as I got with it. That's fine. Yep, it's I like his little arms. Like yeah, little arms are good. Pot arms. What you got, Mike? Uh, I'll give it an 8.5. Cause I also Ooh. like its little jet. Um, I also liked using it in battle because I thought it had a cool. Isn't it like mm-hmm. it's like psychic and dragon? I think is what it's the mm-hmm. type. Yeah, is. yeah, good, good type matchup. So yeah, it has like a cool matchup and it was fun to use because it's fast. I dig it. It's a good Pokemon. All right, Mike, it's your turn. My turn. Um, so I'm I'm going for the heartstrings for this one. Okay, I'm bringing it back. Old school. It's technically not a legendary. You can kind of consider it a legendary, but it came back in the Crown Tundra DLC. I think everyone, everyone's favorite dragon type Pokemon. I'm going to say that right here right now. Dragon Knight, baby. Okay. 
Dragon Knight is here. You can get them in the Crown Tundra DLC. They're actually not that hard to get either, which I like quite a bit. Or particular, uh, particularly, you can get a Dratini. Uh, mm-hmm. If you were, if you were, recall when we in the viewpoints, there's that big, that really big tree that you can go to, and that's where you meet the, uh, the, uh, the, the glaring form of the birds. If you go, if you look around, there's like a little moat of water around there. You can actually go down into that water. Uh, for, when you find a couple paths around the tree, if you go into that water, you can just see Dratini's hanging out in that water. It's pretty cool. Not gonna lie, when I saw one, I was just like, "Whoa, Dratini! Look at him, just hanging out." That is cool. That is cool. Uh, so you can you can catch one there, um, and then you can evolve it up into a Dragonite, and then you just have Dragonite, Dragonite. Uh, I I get like you know you have the weird jump that like I think there's some pokemon that always have that where it's like it's like a little it's a little like snake dragon and then it's like a bigger snake dragon and then it's just mm-hmm. this weird dino looking thing that it evolves into and it's like a different color and it looks a little weird but like i always liked you know dragonite's look it's you know, a really good pokemon to use in battle um of course you know i think a lot of people can think of like one of the coolest standouting moments is that in that original Pokemon movie, I've seen like the messenger Dragonite flying around mm-hmm. and doing stuff and seeing it in action. Um, there's he, it, it's shown up more time, not that specific Dragonite, but Dragonite has shown up in the anime uh, of Pokemon a couple of times uh, throughout the different seasons in really cool ways. Um, I just really like this Pokemon. Um, it, it was one of the, it's one of the few that uh, I still really like from that first generation of Pokemon. And I would always, be happy to see it return and I will always always get it and when I'm making teams of Pokemon uh at some point I would I always try and sometimes find a way to get it in there. Get it in there if I can. Uh and of course let me let me let me just read uh some of these this Pokedex injury and Sword and Shield uh for Dragonite. This is this is the sword Poket Pokedex entry. It's a kind hearted Pokemon. If it spots a drowning person or Pokemon, Dragonite simply must help them. Listen to that powerful helps everyone. <laughs> that, and that's, that's the kind of energy and the kind of Pokemon we need right now in 2020. Mm-hmm. So I'm here for Dragonite and I'm going to say it right now. I'm giving Dragonite a 10. Ooh. Wow. I love it. There it is. Dragonite baby. Come at me. Hit me with it, Gwen. Eight five. <laughs> you didn't know, no fanfare, nothing. No, like so. I'm like for me, Pokemon started with Emerald. I went back and played Fire Red. So like I don't for like a Mike has all the the caveats and the reminiscent and the nostalgia of getting this Pokemon from like when he was a wee little baby lass. But mm-hmm. to, for me, this is like. Dragonite is when I got it in Fire Red. I was like, "Cool, what the fuck do I do with this thing?" <laughs> like, sure. I got a Dratini. I'm like, "Cool, it's a snake. It's it's like another Ekans. What am I doing with this guy here?" And then it wasn't until like later in my life when I had access to the internet and like, "Oh, that guy evolves into that. Oh, cool. Yeah, big so. dragon. You can learn a lot of cool moves. Yeah, it was like." He's also a late game Pokemon, and yeah. I like to stick with my core when I get him. Sure, you know what sure, I mean? Sure. So mm-hmm. I I love this doofy motherfucker. I just want to give him a big old hug. I just think yep. Dragonite's the best. It's the best. Um, 
I, I I'm definitely like <laughs> I don't want to say like I think Dragonair is cooler uh, because like obviously it's cooler and like I think what I like about Dragonair is it's not going for something cool. It's like mm-hmm. the vibe of Dragonair is like this kind of very elegant and friendly yeah. and and it's gentle. Mystical. And, and mystical creature in Dragonite is is kind of like a doofier version of that, but like yeah. also still kind of mystical and friend and like very friendly seeming. Like I just love the approachability of Dragonite. I would I'm going with a nine, nine point oh, which brings yeah. our average to to nine nine point two. I will take it. Yeah, he's a he's a big huggable one. It's a good mm-hmm. one. Uh, it's back to me. Uh, one of my favorite legendaries, one of my, my favorite Pokemon movie, uh, fun fact, is, we talked about it already, uh, Pokemon the third movie. Yeah. Uh, love me, Entei. I think Entei is the coolest. Um, I love the lore Pokemon. of Entei also. From, from, uh, from the just, movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, they, they, they always, like, reference that in Pokedex stuff in, in the Pokemon world. I like the idea of, like, this creature that that kind of seeks to fulfill dreams mm-hmm. um it's kind of like genie in a lot of ways um yeah ante is great and i also like i grew up with three saint bernards you know i grew up with big big <laughs> dogs uh and i love big dogs and i think ante kind of is like a big dog in some ways uh i got a little bit of a man face but like it's still a huggable huggable monster and i i like that ante i don't know i'm looking up the number for ante but how you feeling how y'all feeling i like ente yeah ente's cool i like he he seems like a dad pokemon literally Uh, in a lot of ways yeah and i remember like from from what i remember about that movie is that ente was an arrogant piece of shit correct me if i'm wrong no no this little girl's dad gets sucked into a like another dimension or whatever um, but like the things that did it, like they grant her wish to like see her dad again. So like, oh, okay, it brings Entei in, and like he is kind of like a surrogate father to her, and he's like making her dreams come true. Okay. Um, but it, but like it's all like you know monkey Paul, like it's what she wants, but not what not how she wants it, and yeah, they have to wake her up in order to stop Entei because yeah, she's okay. the only one that can control him. Yeah, I think I personally like. Just aesthetic wise, I like Raikou more out of the dogs, but sure. like Entei is a big dog, and I just kind of want like inter like Raikou is like a greyhound, Entei is like a big old husky that I just want to like sit yeah. down with and just like have love unconditionally. So it's a big factor for me. I know that's not maybe some people out there are like listen to the Pokemon third movie or whatever. They're like, that movie's so cool. And I'm like, I want to hug him. And they're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? How um, you feel, Mike? Yeah, and I I like Entei as well. I would say he's not my personal favorite out of like the trio of dogs. I still like Sweet Suicune more. Suicune? Yeah. Um, but I think it's like a similar vibe. Like not not as doofy as Dragonite, but I like you have Suicune, who's kind of like the majestic and mystical one, and Entei, who's just kind of like the more like 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 Quinn kind of said, like the dad, like kind mm-hmm. of overseer, like is majestic in a separate way that is still cool. Um, and yeah, I think they were cool. I think I think I also have the vibes of like the like before Latios and Latias, like Quinn said, like 
the gold and silver before that, the, the legendary trio of dogs in that game were the same way as Latios and Latios was. So they were like mm. a pain in the ass to catch. Yeah. And um, they were also a pain in the ass to catch in Emerald too. Yeah. Um, so. I, and I, I was also, the, I was trying to figure out um, for some reason, I found, I found the, the, the Pokemon movie with Latios and Latios. It's called Pokemon Heroes. Mm. Um, and for whatever reason, when like if you Google search Pokemon movies, it just does not come up with a list of those. Like it just like it skips over this one for some reason. It's kind of weird, but I found it. Very weird. It's, it's called Pokemon Heroes, two thousand two. I I like that a lot of the Entei Pokemon uh, Pokedex entries always come back to this this idea that Entei embodies the passion of magma. Uh, yeah. In the Omega Ruby and Sapphire entry, it says this Pokemon is thought to have been born in the eruption of a volcano that sends up massive bursts of fire that utterly consume all they touch. So I, I want to interrupt real quick. Cool. So I'm on the, the page for this Pokemon movie and I'm writing how it's in Italy. Then when Alex said it's about the passion and my mind went, oh, it's the passion of Christ. <laughs> sure. No, I remember that movie oh because my God. The, the city. Um, I remember Latios and Latios like firing like jets through the city. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. it's like a very Venice inspired city. Yeah. Yeah. Its, I'm, I'm, it's I'm, name is literally Alto Mare, which is like on the nose for like high high water, high sea. Yeah. Uh, what do y'all want to give Ante? I'm gonna give Ante a nine point five. Not a perfect Pokemon, I think, but definitely one of yeah. my favorites. Uh, I'm going to give Entei a solid eight. I'm going to I'm going to do eight five. Hell yeah. Um, and I think m- my ranking is because I like the dogs more than the birds. All things being considered. But OK, uh, I like uh, I like dogs as well. Um, OK. Now the next Pokemon, which is me. Yeah. I'm gonna throw y'all for a loop. It's it's not technically legendary. It's very much like Dragonite. Okay. It's Lapras. Okay. Oh Lapras. So Lapras is a good one. This is a good this one. is a probably like my third or my in my top three favorite Pokemon of all time. Um it is just it's it's a fucking turtle. It's just that there's no like a dragon turtle though, kind of. Yeah, yeah, big dragon turtle. Yeah, and it, there's like no ifs ands or buts. It's it's that say what you will because it's single evolution. I don't want to hear any of that crap. It is as when I was a young kid and I saw this Pokemon, I was like, oh shit, like this. Like as a kid who loves turtle, who's who has a turtle tattoo, like this is. Like my favorite Pokemon. This is Next. the most beautiful turtle I've ever seen. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> this turtle so gorgeous. I don't mm-hmm. understand. Um, and I think like next to Flygon, this is probably my favorite Pokemon. Um, but it's that. It's just a turtle. It's water ice type. It's it's gorgeous. It's probably my favorite sprite in Pokemon of all time. Good sprite on Lapras. Yeah. So and the shiny is a purple purple version and like you just can't say no to that yeah 
So look how, look how smug it looks in that picture you post in that Discord. I know. So I know. Oh, it's it's got like the side eye, which is so good. Yeah, Lapras is like the shoulder. Beyonce of Pokemon. <laughs> Lapras knows that she's not shit. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's just like yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, you're gonna yeah. fucking use me to ride over some water. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. I'm you're the one know. that you want to use. You already know. And I I just want to point out the Emerald Dex entry that ties in very heavily to like the core of that game which is people have driven Lapras to the point of extinction. And it is in the Jesus evenings, it is said to sing plaintively as it seeks what few others of its kind still remains. And if that's not an allegory for like the anti-capitalist, anti-industry sentiments of Emerald, Sapphire, and Ruby, I don't know what the hell is. Christ, this, has got, this, yeah, this got too real for me. Yeah. <laughs> Those poor this turtles, the, yeah. man. I'm fucking yeah, so upset fucking... now. And also, my last bit on Lapras is yeah. I'm probably going to get a tattoo of this damn thing. So oh, yeah. t- take that w- with what you will. Lapras is definitely like a fan favorite, I think. Uh, classic Pokemon. Yeah. I-, I-, I, w- I would say it's one for me that like initially I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like like you said, it's just like, eh, it's just kind of th- this thing. But I think as time has gone on and how they have used Lapras in games... Mm-hmm. I've I've grown more fond and like its use of it. I will say I wish they did some of that in Sword and Shield. Like like they yes. they didn't do as much of that as like I think it's which one was it? I think it was um, uh, X and Y. If you have a Lapras and you surf, it'll it'll actually show you like sitting on a Lapras. Yep. Compared to which like was cool. which was cool. Like if you use other Pokemon, it's just like a generic thing. Um, which and they didn't really do that in Sword and Shield. Even though you can see in some parts of the wild area, Lapras like on the water was, and stuff. That was true in Let's Go as well, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. That that makes sense for Let's Go. Uh, but it's always an appreciated touch anytime your Pokemon's yeah. out of the wild. Yeah, and they went above and beyond that. And even like in the earlier games, like I feel like you said, like the spray, like that was like that that you know that was the the surf Pokemon, like in the and that mm-hmm. sense yeah, of all like surf Pokemon look like Lapras. Yes, yeah. like in the in the earlier games. So like it was always that uh, archetype. So yeah, I, I like I've grown to appreciate Lapras as Pokemon in the in the world of Pokemon. What's the rank? It's a ten. I figured that was what you were gonna say. Uh, you say ten as well, Mike? No, I'm gonna go seven five. Ooh. I'll go eight. That's fair. Uh, Clappers is much like uh, Yamper, a 10 out of 10 in everyone's hearts. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. Yamper is a special case. Yeah, right? yeah, I wouldn't go that far. But, but okay, so I, the I, only I like few special cases we have then is Yamper, 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. universal. Mr. Yep. Rhyme, Xehanort. Yep, that's all we did. That's exactly all we need. Yep, those are the two. I those. mean, we'll, we will find a universal. I mean, the one, the next, the next one I'm doing might might be something. I don't know. Well, we'll see. What you got? Uh, okay, so this is you know I, I alluded to this in the viewpoints. Uh, some new Pokemon that they did not tease in the lead up to uh, the Crown Tundra, and uh, basically there's a. You know, in in the main, the, there's an initial like legendary quest with that has to do with Calrex. That's like the new legendary like box they're showing in the DLC. It's like that weird kind of like floaty looking guy with like the big kind of 
like mushroom almost looking crown on its head. Um, so the whole story of, of Calrix's uh, thing in that is your, it was once like this king of the harvests, the bountiful harvests. And basically it was, it gains its power by people believing in it and it, and it grew, like growing and like, you know, lar- harvesting their live, their, um, not their, uh, like crops and like livestock and stuff. And like, you know, basically like letting people live off the land more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, so in th- at this point in the counter crown tundra, like people have stopped believing that Calrex exists more or less. So it's kind of lost all of its power. So in order to get its power back, it's trying to find its noble steed, which is these, which in uh, Crown Tundra, they let you pick between two horse Pokemon. These new Ooh. legendary horse Pokemon. So one of these I think is pretty cool. It is a ghost one. Uh, yep. mm. The other one uh, I, don't, I think is not cool. <laughs> and that's the one I'm bringing tonight. Yeah, it is called Glass Treer, and let me just post a picture of this. Thank you. I actually kind of like how Glass Treer looks. Glass Treer, I think it's like a knockoff Rapidash. Yeah, that's like that's what I like. That's that's ultimately what kind of killed. <laughs> that's kind of what it killed it for me. Of just like this, just felt like a kind of low effort uh, horse thing on my take of like look look at all the other horse Pokemon. That yeah. have been in this Can game, I, like Rapidash is super cool. Galarian Rapidash is super cool. Even like they they added like a a, a ground uh, horse in Sun and Moon that I think is also kind of cool. Uh, and then the other one, uh, which is the one I picked in my playthrough, it's just, it's a ghost horse. <laughs> uh, I forget its name, but that one is actually pretty cool too. Spectreer. Spectreer. That's right. Um, I think that okay. one is way cooler looking. I can post that one in here too. Just can for... I just read the, the ability of Glastrier though? Yes, read it. Uh, chilling Nay. When the Pokemon knocks out a target, it utters a Chilling Nay, which boosts its attack. Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> I just love the idea of a Chilling Nay. Oh my God. Yes. What is this? Chilling like nay. the horse for the fucking headless horseman? <laughs> I hope so. I mean... <laughs> For for Spectrier, it's called a Grimnay. Ooh. Which I think which, is cooler right off yeah. right out the gate. Which is a cooler name, yeah. Yeah. Because like Yeah, well, we didn't bring Spectrier. We brought this <laughs> ugly motherfucker. Yeah, we brought this brought that's, them, okay. <laughs> that's why I brought this ugly motherfucker, because look like some of it is fine, but then it's just like I feel like they could have done a better like they could have given it a cooler ice main instead of like, I don't know, here's a big dumb spike on its head. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it its entire face is frozen over and it looks like it's blind from ice. And it just, yeah, it, it feels kind of boring to me. And yeah, they, I feel right, can, like, I, can I sway you a little bit with this Pokemon Shield uh, Pokedex description? Um, I mean, I mean, I've already read it on my, in my, I my know, brief but, time, but, but you, can, you can go for it. <laughs> but I'm trying here. Glastier has tremendous physical strength. And the mask of ice covering its face is a hundred times harder than diamond. That's I mean, that's, that's, one, the, that's not oh, physically possible. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that's Wait. not physically possible. And also its entire body is exposed besides that. Yeah, but its face is like real safe. So, wait. I don't even know if it can see out of that glass. Weird. Probably. Ice I have a question. 
Go for it. Yeah. So if it's if it's face is hard, like a hundred times harder than than diamond, and yeah. diamonds are formed in mag like through magma and lots of pressure. Yeah, but it's, it's they're not uh, made uh, of uh, diamonds. Uh, it's harder what? than diamonds. Yeah, it's it's just saying it's harder. It's not saying it is. It's diamonds. a magic Pokemon carapace, dude. There's no fucking science <laughs> that you're gonna bring here. Alex, this is a science <laughs> ranking thing. Yeah, but it's I'm, official. I am using the science of Pokemon, which is that it's a magic fucking shell that this Pokemon grows because it's made of magic juice. Yeah, and I'm just, and so I'm wait. saying like he's he's right that it's just magic. I'm just saying it's fucking dumb, and they could have it's something <laughs> yeah, they could have they could have made some, they could have made a way cooler magic dumb ice main for this Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, can we? He's also a unicorn too. Can we just talk about that real quick? No, because no, 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 I wouldn't say it's a unicorn because like a unicorn would be like further down its head. This is like that's like more like a mane is what I, I that's like equivalent. Yeah, so okay, so when you're riding this bad. thing. And then that 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 ice rod yeah, stabs it's, you in the face and yeah, you die. Yeah, that's gonna it does, be tight, it does, actually. I don't know if I, I might have to bring up the Calrex page because basically when you when you encounter these and then you basically lure it uh, with the help like Cal, Calrex enlists you to like help you uh, like lure it and you like grow car- like special carrots at these like fields. And that's how you basically choose which one you want to pick. Like it's you go like, hey, I got carrot seeds. If you grow it here by this graveyard, it'll be come out as like a ghost carrot that you get that'll lure spectre. Or you can go to this ice field and it'll come out as an ice carrot and it'll attract this dumb thing. And then and then you know you when, once you pick one, then you go to that that big ice tree shrine up there, and then like Calrix like leaps on it and tames it, and then. It basically turns into a form of like Calrex is riding the horse, and that's like Calrex now. Like it's like them together fighting together, uh, and that's oh, yeah. that. And like that's basically like what it becomes. Like now I like I have that's what I caught. So now like in my if you, how many if you, Pokemon ride Pokemon, man, this is cool. I'm yes, yes, yes. I I like the idea of that, but like he can ride a way cooler horse. Okay, I just want to point out. I posted in the Slack. It's the French name of this is. Blizz evil, and if that's a better name for this damn thing, <laughs> you know, then I want that to be the name. You know, that's it's Blizz evil. Like Glass Trier, all right. Like this guy sounds like an NBA player. Blizz evil. That sounds like a Pokemon to me. How did you? How did you get the? Uh, mine doesn't. It's on the that. DB. Oh, um, oh, you're on DB. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Pokemon this, DB's better because this is yeah this is has the uh, the Japanese name. Yeah, I see, I see it at the bottom here. And and the German is uh, Polaroid, which is like, why didn't they use either of these names instead of Glass Trier? Because I'm pretty sure there's a guy named Glass Trier in the NBA. It's also the Spanish and Italian name is Glass Trier. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not sure what it's because I'm assuming it's like the first part is a play on Glacier. And then yeah. Streer, I don't know what that's from. But I'm guessing it's some weird Maybe horse. Maybe like, like a some reference to like a, a, a horse rider. Yeah, right yeah, like a horse turner yeah. or something like that, or like a. Or it could just be like some fancy French shit that they were like, "Oh, let's make this dumb looking Pokemon sound French." Yeah, yeah. Um, or like an English English reference, maybe like a rugby reference, because it's still technically in the the UK area. area. Uh, all right. Well, what do you guys want to rate this this beautiful boy or girl? Three five. Damn. Yep, I'm giving it a solid four. <laughs> Whew. 
This is a seven. I, this is a, this That's is a little a, high. This is a, a good Pokemon for me. Mm. It's a little high. I actually, I jokes aside, I do really like the idea of like a ice variation on Rapidash. I know it's not as creative, but yeah, I, mean, I, I would I would have been down for like if they made this one. I think the diamond look, face is cool. Yeah, I think because you, cool. you can because right. you can look at Spectrier and that that is like the idea of like Spectrier is cooler. Yeah, of for like, sure. Th- I mean, that's it, like it, the like ghost form of like a Rapidash of like it even it even has like the yeah. ghost like hooves and stuff, which I think is cool. It has like a yeah. cooler. All right, let me. So I'm going to put it out there. Glass Trayer listens to Ariana Grande and Carly Rae Jepsen. Spectre listens to My Chemical Romance and other affiliated bands. All right. I mean, like, I don't understand. I'm yeah, I just say, I don't really... with Glass Trayer way more now is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like, say, I, I don't maybe really, this yeah. is a 10 out of 10 Pokemon. Yeah, All I right. Say, I, I don't really. Yeah, I didn't really get your. Uh, your... All right. This is let's let's go through the rankings here. We got uh, Pokemon 144 Galarian Articuno. Could be 144 regular Articuno. Could come up. We haven't decided on on how we're going to do variations, but it could happen. Uh, 7.5 the Latios. Yeah, we could. Uh, 381 Latios uh, is an 8.5 total. Uh, 149 Dragonite, a 9.2. Uh, 244 Entei, an 8.7. 131 Lapras, uh, an 8.5. And 896 Glass Streer. Jesus, there's a lot of fucking Pokemon. Uh, 4.8 that's the second to last pokemon i think too or third to last so we're right up against nine yeah i think calrex is the last in the decks now yeah that would be 897 i think yeah it'd be 898 yeah uh 4.8 on that one poof Uh, a lot of high ranked pokemon though this time so Mm -hmm. we we had a lot of stinkers last time i will say we did not get another xehanort so that's all that matters yeah, I don't know well, if there will be another. We'll, we'll see. We'll see one day. Who knows? One day we may see another. Uh... We just get a Pokemon that's called Xehanort. It's like, yeah, oh, fuck. Is, is is um, fuck. What's his name? Galarian Slowking. That's another Xehanort guy. Could be big Xehanort. Find out another day. I was gonna say that one's. I think that one. Next time. I think that one has a better. Uh, that one has less Xehanort energy, but some good. Yeah, energy, I... but some good energy. I'm yeah. gonna say it has big axle energy. Yeah, and I posted, oh, yeah. and I posted so you can see the the Calric riding riding the horses in there. Uh, but any, but yeah, there you go. We ranked some Pokemon. Uh, if you if you enjoyed that weird uh, segment, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll do we'll do another episode soon, uh, full episode someday uh, of that. But for now, that's that's ranking a Pokemon. That's uh. A trip to Nintendo Land. We took a trip to Nintendo Land. Uh, choo choo. Or yeah. Choo choo. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you like the show, please feel free to leave a leave a review or uh, leave some comments on the podcast or whatever, whatever that works. <laughs> I should I should learn how that works. I don't listen. To the pod- you read and review Mike, I don't, I don't on listen, Apple Podcasts. Mike's the video guy. Like, I'm not uh, you, you can also you can also rate us on Spotify, Google Play, or wherever yeah, you listen say. to your podcast. Yeah, that is the best say. way for us. I don't, I don't um, use any of those. To, to, to know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the best way would be to to, to tweet at us and and yeah. uh, let us know what you yes. thought of the show, or or give us Pokemon you want us to drink. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. Let us feel free to let us know your thoughts on our rankings. 
Uh, and even if you think they're wrong, um, I'm just sitting here. I, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Tell me I what mean, you want. I'm like, okay, whatever. So like, I'm like, all right, cool. Mr. Nintendo called all three of us personally. I was like, I want these three white men <laughs> to rank my <laughs> Pokemon. Yep. You're right. You're right. And they're going to do it in a very scientific <laughs> and non problematic way. And yep. that yeah. is final. And so, yeah, and so far, and so far, we've pretty much done exactly that, I would say. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Nintendo. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, checks in the mail. Uh, I hope. <laughs> Please. Um, but yeah. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Land. Like I said, we'll be back probably for one more final show of the year for Nintendo Land uh, later November with uh, talking about Age of Calamity. It'll probably just be all on that. Uh, and then, you know, after that, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll probably be, we'll probably take a little bit of a, not like a huge break, but probably like, you know. maybe Wait until maybe, the new year and all yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll be back in the early new years seeing when Nintendo has in store then and hopefully we'll be in a much better place <laughs> in the world. Yes. Uh but for now, uh stay safe out there. Um rank rank your Pokemons and enjoy your Zeldas and have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.